<laughs> of course, that's how we start. Boom. <laughs> you suck. You suck. Get off your... Well, they can't say get off the radio anymore, right there, Carl? No, they can't. They definitely can't say that ever, ever again. And now it's their problem if they're listening to this. Yeah, you realize that, right? Yeah. Like in regular radio and then satellite radio, you know, they could kind of stumble upon right. uh, the radio show and then they have a lot to bitch about. Right. But podcasting, that's all on you. If you're listening to this just to hate, yeah. that's that's yeah, you. This is, we're, 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 this is the pure haters. The pure haters. <laughs> the pure haters. That... And they're the same as the pure lovers because it's a, a listen is a listen. A listen is so a listen. Hate, hate on, haters. Hate on. Uh, let's set this up. We're at Jack Dempsey's, uh, Michael's place, actually. Michael uh, has been hanging with us lately, and uh, he does a podcast from uh, Jack Dempsey's. Cool little joint, man. 36 West 33rd Street, around the corner from the Empire State Building. Mm -hmm. Very nice. And, and where's the owner today, man? He's off today. He takes a day off here in there. Oh, oh you, I wanted Carl to meet him. <sighs> what, what's care. his name again? Enda. Enda. Good dude. He has like old stories about like partying with uh, Jerry Cooney out in Long Island. He's a good dude. I think he's a good dude, Carl. Nah, he right. talked to me for like 15 minutes. I think he was hilarious, but he has such a such a heavy Irish accent. I, I had no idea what the guy was saying. But his cadence, I knew he was funny. Nah, Does that make sense? I don't think so. No, not at all? All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he would kick your ass. I'm all fired up. He would kick, why are you fired up? No, I, I, they shut off the electricity in my cabin today. I heard. Oh, my God. I freaked out. Yeah, because Carl uh, called me, and uh, we we're trying to take care of some things. And he, <laughs> he couldn't focus because he, he, his, his electricity in the creepy cabin got uh, knocked out. Bro, I went to Dunkin' Donuts. It's like a four-hour drive to go to Dunkin' Donuts every morning. So I go to Dunkin' Donuts. I come back. There's a little letter on my door, and my power's out. Oh, my God. And I'm like, Shh, I don't know how to pay bills. You know what I mean? Like, there's no, So I call Gloria. I'm like, power's out. She's like, no, we got power here in Maryland. I'm like, no, no, my cabin. Good old Gloria. What? She thinks the power's out. Uh, yeah. She's like, oh, the grid. <laughs> the, the, the whole Northeast oh, grid is grid. out. Let me put on Fox News. <laughs> See what Hannity has to say about it. <laughs> is she a big Hannity fan? No, no. She's a Democrat. I would assume Gloria. She's from Maryland. She thinks people are inherently good. Yeah, I think Gloria would be a Democrat. <laughs> she like trusts people. I'm like, she's like, isn't he nice? I'm like, he's stabbing you right now. You're about to feel it. Right. You're in shock that that person is stabbing and robbing you. Uh, Gloria, for the people that don't know, is kind of Carl's assistant. Uh, we yep. put her on a podcast from Gebhard. She did great after I you heard, left. I heard she super fanned out. I heard it. She was, uh, but she did well. She's man. like, yeah, I remember over the time you blinked 32 times before the crowd. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Well, you took a, a private plane to Denver to hang out with Guy Fieri yeah. and go back to California. Yeah. So I was left with Gloria. So I made it work. Oh, my God. And she's giving me all sorts of history about Mother's Day and black and white cookies. Well, you had to do something. Chris Stefano was literally napping on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that he was napping. He, his uh, attention span is not that good. Oh, it was like one of those old Joe Drunk Namath <laughs> interviews. He's like, ah, get hearts. Like, he's like a dog. You leave your house to get the mail and you come back and the dog is amazed because <laughs> the dog thinks you were just gone for a week. Exactly. <laughs> That's Chris Stefano. Yeah, I lost my dog. Oh, <laughs> Christ. Ow. Ouch. That's how good so so why no uh, electricity in the cab? I didn't pay the bill. It's as simple as that? That's simple. So 283 bucks. I called Gloria. I said, Take out one of your like Chase credit cards and run this shit. I'll give yeah. you the money when I see it. But I, I I know you're going through a lot, but you didn't notice that that they I were never warning paid, you. I never paid anything for for the last twelve years. I haven't paid a thing. Yeah, 
Now you're going to learn the hard way. Oh, my God. I'm like, a, I was like a snowflake. I'm like, how dare they shut off my electricity? <laughs> Who did? Who's the Gestapo? They did this. I'm like, no, bro. You just got to pay, cuz. Carl was getting very ornery, man, oh on my, the phone. I was so upset. I'm like, I tell Opie, I said, Opie, in 11 minutes, I'm going to be overrun by bugs because the... The air conditioner went off, and it starts to get warm immediately, and just moths start to come on the window. I'm like, I'm going to die here. Yeah. It's it's the worst feeling to be in a woods. And you were freaking out. I'm like, what's the big deal, man? The sun's out. You don't, you have nothing to worry about until that sun goes down. But when the sun goes down at the creepy cabin, forget No it. Wi-Fi in the dark in, hot, in a hot cabin. Forget I, it. I'd hang myself. And what, the bugs started? Uh, Immediately. Really? I told you, I'm like, I'm going to get overrun in about 11 minutes. I figured it out. <laughs> right. And then I hear in the background, just he's spraying, spraying something. I'm spraying. <laughs> I'm just preemptively spraying. I'm right. spraying myself with rage, just so they don't land on me. How were the spiders? Were they Everywhere. getting a little more active knowing that the AC was out? Bro, the minute it was out, they started making their webs because they know it's fucking dinner time. It's on. Yes, there was a daddy long legs. I saw a praying mantis. Right. It was like I was at a fucking petting zoo. Were things tapping on the plexiglass? Everything. I heard a a dragonfly. Boom, 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 boom. Oh my god, my pee pee went in my stomach like when you're on a roller coaster. <laughs> I got so nervous. That's, that's like those movies where the bugs attack. It wasn't do a movie. You, it's literally Carl not paying electrical bill movie. Do, do you watch uh, Black Mirror on Netflix? No, I don't watch Netflix. Anyone watch Black Mirror on Netflix? Nope. Never no. even heard of it. I, once I switched, I, I, I lost all my passwords because I was all joint with my wife, so I don't have anything, bro. You have no passwords? I have no passwords. She got, she got the passwords in the divorce I never, settlement? I, I never had the passwords. You can't give up your passwords in the the the, the, the uh, divorce settlement who cares about passwords how about a million dollars cost the passwords <laughs> well anyway I gotta think before I buy shit I'm like how much is that Snapple yeah. I don't know man <laughs> you got a water can I get a cup of water <laughs> well we could get you a few beers and a few uh, shots yeah, here Mikey Jack Dempsey's me. Mikey hooked me up Mikey's starting to learn I'm like alcoholic he's like what can I get you I'm like a cheap beer and a double gym beer he goes you want ice in that <laughs> and then he goes what light beer he's like any light beer, cuz. It's all right. <laughs> you figured it out quick. Yeah, huh? I wrote five Bud Light Aluminums for the guy. Yeah, he's yeah. very happy now. I'm happy. No, now. Uh, but in Black Mirror, they had an episode where they had bees, um, uh, robot bees, oh, God. that they were able to control in the right. future, right? right? But then a guy who is all about evil figured out how to control the bees to attack his enemies. You know, there's somebody listening to this right now. It's Trump! <laughs> Trump did it! And then it comes down to there's a house where they're hiding out because the bees are trying to attack. And then you see, just like your creepy cabin, there's one bee, then there's two, and then one gets under the door, and then the rest figure out they could get under the door, and now they're, you know, just trapped in this house as the bees are taking over. Yeah, it's a great episode of Black Mirror. I'll just say this. I had a visitor yeah. in the cabin last night, that was just, which was... First time, first time at a, a breach like that. Are we calling it the stabbing cabin now? It's getting there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I let her. I met her sit in a car while I cleaned up all the toilet paper and everything around everywhere. Because you know, you live by yourself. I live like the place looks like someone robbed it right. every day. Because I don't care. Whatever thing, something drops. That's yeah. where I leave it. So you brought one home, but she had to wait in the car as you I cleaned. Told, I just told her, listen, the thing's a mess. Give me five minutes. I don't want to. I don't want to start this with anxiety. Right. Let's start this on the right foot. I was doing great at the bar. Yeah. I, I want to continue a plus here. Right. So uh, I went inside and threw everything in one of those Glade bags that smell <laughs> <Right>. good. 
<laughs> the best. The garbage bag smells delicious. They did, make me hungry. Did you just hose down the creepy cabin and then yeah, uh, said, just, "Come on in"? I, I put a little raid. I moved the spiders. I told the spiders, "Bro, let it be my night tonight." All right, spiders. Right. And then, uh, and that was it. Yeah, he really lives with spiders. Uh, the, the first podcast we did up there, and I thought he was kidding, but there was a lot of spiders inside the cabin. Yeah, you posted the picture of it. It's scary, and there's astroturf in there. It was I, weird. I like astroturf. I like the way it feels on the feet because okay. I used to be an athlete. Yeah, but uh, that's not true. No, but, <laughs> yeah. Sorry to interrupt, Opie, but this might be a good time to let us know who's the big guy sitting next to you. All right. Yeah, that's uh, that's Lee who uh, is going to be hanging with. I I tried to figure out your last name, Lee. I couldn't figure it out. Abamonte, pretty good. Abamonte, yeah. Abamonte, Ab- 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 all right. That's, go that's good Mon- enough. I'm going to go with Lee. Uh, you're just going to go with Lee. He works also. Big Lee. Uh, Lee has traveled the world. He's been in every single country. And uh, I'm like, yeah, Mike, let's give him a shot. Sounds like a cool guy. And he comes in here on fire, <laughs> just on fire, bitching about dogs and old ladies, the Upper East Side. I'm like, you know what? I think we're going to get along, Lee. <laughs> and then I'm like, just save it for the podcast. <laughs> Fucking dog park people, man. I'll tell you, they're crazy, dude. Dog people in the city, they, the, they have you, no place in this So life. some old man, like 85 years old, just tries to start a fight with me at the dog park like less than an hour ago. Some little dog that looks like a like a junkyard dog, right, you know, right. attacks my dog like three times. What so kind of dog do you have? French bulldog. Oh, and uh, he's the happiest, cutest little pup, you know. Yeah, that's and then after three weird. times, I was like, "This old man, I've seen him there before. He's always an asshole." And I'm like, "Dude, can you really just control your dog?" He's like. Fuck you, asshole. <laughs> Why don't you talk to me in French and kiss my fucking ass? And I was like, are you fucking kidding me, dude? Wow. I was like 85 years old. And like, you know, I'm a big dude. Like, what am yes. I going to do? Beat up an 85-year-old man? <laughs> you know what I mean? What's your dog's name? For, uh, Hector. Oh, boy. Hector. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Carl, no matter what he said, Carl, you were going to say? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, because French bulldog owners are like, you know, it, there was like a big trend when everyone got them. You know what I mean? And then it's like. Living in the city, you just see them die because a lot of them just can't breathe. Uh, yeah, it looks more like a he's, yeah. That's he's a small one, and, right? And don't assume that the eighty-five-year-old would go down. They got that old man strength. You got to watch out for. I don't know, man. He's like one of these short, fat guys. You know how they are, right? <laughs> oh, that was a dig. Come at me, Lee. Come on. What the hell was that? This fucking travel agent's gonna run his mouth like that. <laughs> Do you know who you're talking to? Okay. <laughs> he wants to play, Carl. He wants to play. No problem. He wants to play. Where's your favorite place to travel? <laughs> oh, this is going to be fun. Oh, Aisle seat or window seat? <laughs> it's on. That sounds like a Mike Sappho question. Aisle or window. Anyway. Yeah. Where's the best pizza? <laughs> so, how'd you walk away from the confrontation? I just left, man. What am, left? Gonna, what am I going to do? You just Fight traveled. All, man? You traveled away from it. You just traveled. <laughs> <laughs> he went to Dubai <laughs> with Hector. <laughs> with some bonus miles. In <laughs> I got the miles. Get in the car, Hector. We're going to travel. So uh, let me ask you. You're a big guy, and your dog's a little on the small uh. side. The, the one thing about dog owners in New York City, which makes me laugh my ass off, is when you get a big dog that just overtakes the small dog and just starts dry humping the, the fuck out of it on the, on the street corner. Like, how do you handle that as a, as a dog owner? You know, my dog's like 30 pounds going on 300 pounds. Like, he'll just drag yeah. people down the streets. No one really pushes him around. But like, oh, okay. when these little yippers start, like, getting at him, that's right. when he gets, like, all freaked out. He doesn't know what to do. The big dogs he can handle. No problem. Yeah. The, right. little do- the little dogs are the assholes. Yeah, yeah, totally. The big dogs. Like, I, had a, I have a chocolate lab, and he didn't, he didn't bother anybody. 
You know, he thought he was five pounds. He was scared. He would be scared of a French bulldog. Oh, yeah. Labs are the great dogs. Those oh, they awesome were great. Yeah, yeah, he's gone now. Well, I'm allergic, so I can't have a dog. Are you serious? <laughs> I'm serious. That is such a friend turnoff. <laughs> like, I'm turned off as a friend. <laughs> I'm embarrassed to say, but. Bro, if we were so like I, gay dating right now, I would be calling an Uber. <laughs> so, You're allergic to dogs? You're avoiding the bubble, bro? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm allergic to trees, grass, dogs, and cats, so. Oh, perfect. <laughs> well, Welcome to America. Oh Welcome God. to America. And apples. <laughs> so you can't eat apple pie? I can eat apple pie. I can't eat a, uh, an apple off a tree. Oh, good. Because All when right. you, you, you should know as a chef, when you cook up the apples, the proteins or whatever changes, and I'm not allergic to it anymore. How did you, when, when did you find out you were allergic to an apple? Uh, early, because you were poor as fuck. So I'm sure you got a whole apple early in your life. No, how about maybe 10 years ago? No, no. This and is I'm an rich, older gentleman. I'm calling rich I'm allergy. telling you. This is a rich no, allergy. No, I'm telling Mike, you. He's pulling the gluten-free. This, yeah, of course, yeah, no. this is the Hamptons. Like, I'm allergic no. to parsley. <laughs> yes. Only Granny Smith. Yeah, yeah no, no. Yeah. Like, you, this is a, I'm calling yep. bullshit. This is a rich allergy. That's like when someone's like, I'm allergic to tuna salad. <laughs> You're allergic to tuna salad. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's a better story, actually. <laughs> Growing up with seven kids and, and being pretty poor, we never really went to the doctor. <laughs> so, like, it, this is like the, he was like the fucking Waltons of yes. Long Island. Did he so, tell you what he ate back in the day? Huh? Like the sugar and butter sandwiches and stuff? Those are actually uh, actually sandwiches. delicious. Sugar and butter sandwiches are bomb. Well, first of all, I wish it was sugar and butter sandwiches. It gets worse. It was margarine because margarine was I'm cheaper. Still in, I'm still in with you. I know. We've talked about I that. Love margarine. margarine. I love margarine. sucks a dick. Dude, I grew up on margarine too, man. That's You get used to it. In my... It, <laughs> Yeah. I was in my uh, refrigerator in, the, in one of the restaurants that I worked in. I used to have keep country crock. Right. <laughs> we used to spread it on like expensive French bread. It was delicious. Really? Oh, my God. Well, no. So uh, my grandma had a, a beach house, and I have a lot of cousins. So she right. would just roll out the, the Wonder Bread, roll out the margarine, and then throw sugar on top, and that was our lunch. Wow. It, it was pretty tasty, to be honest. Sold the beach house and maybe done the right thing for the kids. <laughs> well, Stop being so fucking selfish. Instead of ocean view, let's yeah. feed the kids. Like, hey, we like that you like the beach, Ma, but like, you know, let's sell it and maybe the kids can eat. Not stop eating fucking rubber bands. <laughs> but the apple thing. What a saint she was, huh? The apple thing was only ten years ago, and I, I was sick of having explosive diarrhea every every time I ate an apple. <laughs> Oh, Tim, oh, how are Timmy you? Oh, Timmy Sabian's in the house. All right. Timmy, up. what's up, buddy? Hey. This is Lee. He travels. <laughs> <laughs> you drew first blood. <laughs> Grab a beer. Settle in. Right. Sit right. over there. Sit down. Thank you, buddy. Hope he's going over his fake rich allergies. No, so I, I'm allergic to grape nuts. So I want to get back to Lee. So I want a dog. I got two little kids, but they, they're looking at me with, with uh, contempt. In, in their eyes because we can't get a dog because of me. And, then, and now we're trying to figure out those, those uh, what are they called? The schnoodles? The golden... Doodle. Doodle. Oh, the doodles. doodles. Yeah. yeah. So Don't gold, buy that dog. Huh? Don't buy that dog. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Why not buy As a, a dog guy. Yeah. Dogs are a lot of work, especially in the city. Yeah. And you have a lot of... You like, you like your spare time. You know what I mean? Like that, you're like you, how many hours of spare time do you have a day? 20? <laughs> so, in those 20 He's not wrong I'm not wrong 
what do we do? One hour like podcast every once in a while? Exactly. He's like, That's I'm my exhausted. Job. <laughs> I, did a, I did a podcast two weeks ago. I'm, I need time to regroup. Right. <laughs> I back starting up again. I think I might be ready in another 10 days. <laughs> if he still had to carry that giant equipment, he'd be in the ICU at Barnabas already. Carl, you nailed it. I DM'd him yesterday because he still hasn't given me his phone number. And he said to me, I'm like, dude, let's set up the podcast for tomorrow. He's like, fishing all day. I'm beat. I'll hit you up in the morning. I'm, I'll be back in the game. Back in the game from back fish. in the game. Yeah, oh yeah, LeBron over here. LeBron, <laughs> game five, game five. LeBron, put me over here. back in. I'm ready. Put to me podcast. back in, coach. I'm ready to do my. I'm six ready minutes. to podcast. Let's go. <laughs> back in the game. Hey, I did. I, I, <laughs> I was fishing all day. Yeah, man, it's good to be. Yeah, fishing takes a lot out of you. <laughs> yeah, strike bass, ever. man. They're not going to catch themselves. How would you get? Uh, yesterday, I got uh, one blue fish. Where'd you go fishing? Uh, out on Long Island. I, I surf cast. Have you, you been are there? Are you surf caster, Lee? <laughs> no, I'm not. I don't even know shit about fishing. But then why are you asking? <laughs> <laughs> Poor Lee. Don't beat up on Lee. Come on. Who is this Courtesy guy? Intro. I just said, where'd you go? <laughs> Lee, can, Lee looks like he can kill all of us. Did you hear Carl? <laughs> Have you traveled there, Lee? Like he has? That's his whole... That's going to be the concept of the whole podcast. Yeah. Did you Traveling Lee. He's like, a, he's like a fraggle. I did want to tell Carl that I spit on a car today. Uh, so when you were talking about your competition, <laughs> I had one of those today as well. Ooh, that that's going to be an extra nap for Opie because that's <laughs> mental stress. He's down until and next almost Thursday. physical call. Yeah. I'm like, this is it. Yeah, he hurt his throat. Yeah, that's it. He's done. He's I, done. I also bike. Is that okay? Ooh, is that okay with that's you? That's one thing I'm allergic to. <laughs> it's biking. So I got a bike in the city. I bike all the time. And then I was uh, at a red light. It was my turn to go. And a car went flying through the light. So I leaned in and spit on the car, which I love doing. If you taught him a lesson. If they, well, I, they, he's got to deal with the spit, right? And I try to get the windshield because if you hit the side, they don't know you spit on the car. I really go for the windshield. And I make this whole scene. There's a lot of people on the corner. Then a truck driver blows the same fucking light, jams on, on his brakes, and now wants to fight me. He's screaming and yelling, opening his door. I'm on a bike, though, and he's, he's facing the wrong direction, so I know I could be a tough guy. I'm like, yeah. With his Obama jeans and the helmet. <laughs> <laughs> Obama mom jeans. The Obama mom jeans. With his REI slippers. Yeah. <laughs> He's got the red blinking thing on his helmet and shit. Right. Looked like a fucking alien from the mall. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck. This is why I'm exhausted after doing I'm an hour. I'm allergic to basic. So, so I make this whole scene. I spit on the side of the car. Then this badass trucker stops, and he was scary as hell, but I was, I was uh, holding my ground knowing I could jump on my bike and get the hell out of there. And at that moment, I realized that the whole thing was my fault. Oh, dude. And you're getting all tough because after you, you interviewed Robert O'Neill, you think you're fault. a SEAL. He's Navy SEAL yeah. guy. <laughs> right. Yeah, OP SEAL. Yep. <laughs> dude, bikers are like the root of all evils in Manhattan these days, man. They don't oh. listen to the rules. I, it, and listen, New York is, at least they are, they're scared about getting hit by a car in New York. In New Jersey, in white New Jersey, Chatham, what I call the White Island, <laughs> where all the white people have finally been pushed into this one area. They're terrified, right? They, walk, they drive around. They look like Power Rangers, right? In yeah. these $7,000 bikes. And they, they go four abreast. Like, you have to go behind them. They don't care. I hate every single one of them. Here's my question about bikers. Why do they all think they're fucking Lance Armstrong and wear the tight, like, spandex pants and this tight spandex shirts Cause, and the their wife, time trial helmets? Their wife, without them. <laughs> because while they're doing that, their wife is in the parking lot at Cheesecake Factory getting crushed by some Spanish dude. <laughs> <laughs> After boot camp, I burp. No, you're right. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, Carl, I know you're not going to get along with Lee, but I'm going to get along with Lee. I love Lee. Because I say that exact fucking thing. When I bike, let it be known. I don't wear any of that Lance Arms. No, I just Armstrong wear shorts and a t-shirt shit. like a normal guy. That's what I do. You look like John Kerry. Got <laughs> <laughs> around Hyannisport. <laughs> with his giant head. He's got his fleece tied around his neck. Oh, yeah. oh my God. I the cashmere see. sweater whisking yeah. in the wind. It's like, oh, is that Brian Kumpel? Oh, no. He broke me. Hey, Ope. He broke his leg. He broke his leg biking. Oh, Matt Lauer got crushed. And I wasn't surprised because John Kerry has that giant head. That's got to be hard to balance when you're on a bike. He does have a big head. If you go on the internet, they they tried to hide it as much as possible. On Shelter Island, where I go to to a lot, the, um, um, what's his name, Uh, Matt Lauer uh, went out on his little gay bike and got nailed by a deer. A deer trampled the shit out of him. Good. And all his neighbors, I know some of his neighbors, and they were like, good. They hate him so much. You know, when he was on the on the Today Show, part of his uh, uh, his contract was he needed to be commuted in a helicopter. So imagine all those rich people, because everyone's rich around you, mm-hmm. and this giant fucking blue thunder shows up every morning. To <laughs> blue <you>. thunder. <laughs> At like four in the morning, too, to transport him. Right. Four in the morning, blue thunder. <laughs> With fucking handsy Matt Lauer. <laughs> but why little- are they hiding the story? He he just I mean that's because they they don't want it they are the news that's mm-hmm. hilarious and they though. they I mean it was literally like in the Hamptons like Times right and but I, I knew about it because I, his neighbors hate him hate him and his wife too and the kids everybody they hate the kids the dog the they have a bird they hate the bird <laughs> rich people hate everything when they hate you they hate every they hate your awnings they hate the way your house looks they hate the pavers in your driveway. Rich people hate so purely. I think it would be easier to list the people that don't hate him. He doesn't cool seem like he doesn't yeah, seem call, like call, a likable guy. I, I liked like him. He had that cool thing in the office, lock people in and shit. Like <laughs> he had that button. <laughs> I was Some people it. said that was bullshit. Yeah. Well, no, but well, a lot of executives, most, most executives yeah, had it, but it, no one else admitted to it. Right. They just let him take the fall. But uh, so, so I thought he was aggressive about it. Good for him. So he he would get a girl in, in his office, and then he had that button. That was supposed to prevent terrorism, I guess, but he uh-huh. was using it. But he's Al Qaeda. Yeah, he was using it to. <laughs> he's ISIS. <laughs> he's the suicide bomber. <laughs> Boom! You're done. <laughs> anyway, we're this is fun, man. Jack Dempsey's. Thank you, Mike. Of and, course, and, man. And Lee, we're we're meeting him for the first time, and uh, youngest American to visit every country in the world. 193 countries. So you've hit every one. Yeah, man. Every one. Um, some guy out in California claims to be younger than me, so I don't know if I'm still the youngest American, but I was. Fight him. You can. I know, I know, right? You'll fight him and win. Wait, Kill him, just, and then you're number one. Wait, that's, like, a, that's a thing? that you got to deal with that horse shit that I'm younger than you and I, I, I hit all the countries? Oh, I don't. I could give a shit less, but, I mean, people email me, like, every day talking about it like I care. But, I mean, then you get some crazy guy, like, shooting me messages or whatever. Oh, this guy's younger than you. You're an asshole for, like, I'm like, all right, dude, whatever. Just so. give him an address, show up, and <laughs> but, net punch him. But, yeah, I went, to every, I went to every country in the world I finished the list like eight years ago or something like that when did how you bad was how bad was the breakup that the <laughs> what did she do to you dude <laughs> I, know, I know there's like families that want to hit every state yeah man in I America mean. but I mean to hit every country that yeah. just seems like a major fucking hassle I, 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 I've been to work. I've been to every state in the country and at least 15 of them aren't worth it which ones? Uh, New York, New Jersey, <laughs> Miami, New Los Jersey Angeles. for sure, <laughs> California. <laughs> Basically, all the blue states. 
Kentucky's cool. Yeah, why did you decide to do this? <laughs> you know, man, it was uh, just a combination of just I like to travel. It was like a lot of fun. I never traveled as a kid like you. Uh, I grew up with no money, and then uh, I did really well young, and uh, I just decided to do what it. What do you it's mean just, uh, you did very well young? Uh, I, I sold the company um, when I was at, just out of college, and then uh, I was a banker in Wall Street. And, uh, you know, I did pretty well. And then I was able to take time and go travel. And I had friends that also like to travel. So we just kind of like wow, went to different I, places I, and traveled around regions. And then uh, I worked in the World Trade Center. And then post 9-11, I was like, man, fuck this. And then I was just like, I'm just going to live my life and like do whatever I want. Uh, and it wasn't just travel. It was like everything, just like experience life. Right. And, um, you know, traveling just is one of the things. And then in about like 2006 or 2007, whatever it was, I had already been to like 100 countries just for fun. And then I was just like, you know what? I'm going to go to all the countries I never really wanted to, knew I didn't want to go to before. Right. And uh, that's pretty much what happened. And I just went to all of them. Were you there on 9-11? No, I was in Texas on a business trip. What floor uh, did you work on? Uh, 102, actually. I worked at Cantor Fitzgerald. We had oh 101 to 105. Yeah. Wait, you worked for them? Yeah. So you you, you, uh, you knew a lot of guys. A lot of people. And gals. Uh, one of my best friends, a uh, girl who I dated, uh, everyone who worked in my uh, department. It, it was as horrible as you can imagine. Wow. That, that took a turn for me. Now I like Lee. Yeah, and you, you know, <laughs> I, lost, I lost five guys in Windows of the World. Yeah, man. Five we used cooks. to go to Windows in the World every uh, Thursday for Latin night. I used to hang out with Andrea Emmer. She was the first female sommelier. And I always say, I'm sorry, bro. That sucks. Yeah, man. It was a rough one. Lee and I became close. Lee did my show. I was trying to travel. I'm like, kind of talking to Lee, bro. No, but <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I was going to wrap it all We got together. a connection, I was, right? <laughs> I was kind of. I was kind of talking to Lee. I mean, bro. me and Lee were kind of having a moment. In fact, now you want to tell me some shitty Midtown cop story. Well, now I understand why you just changed your life uh, after that day. My God. I mean, how, how do you handle it 15 years later? Well, I mean, it's 15. still... It's no, still, geez, my math stinks. 17 years later. <laughs> I mean, legitimately, you think about it every single day. Uh, you still think about it every I day? Do, no question. And not, not just every day that I'm lucky to be alive, but some of my friends who are lucky to be alive, like my best friend in the world, he's he was there in the building. This guy was in the building, right, at like 8 in the morning. He had a big presentation that day, forgot his laptop, got ran back down, got in the subway, went back home, got his thing, uh, his laptop, came back. He's in line for the elevator, 8.46 a.m. in oh, One sh- World Trade Center when the, when the, uh, the first plane hit. And because he, I would say, because he was a dumbass, he's he's alive. Wow. And uh, you know the stories like that, yeah. and uh, you know so many others, uh, both good and bad. Um, like one guy had gotten fired uh, the week before, and then he went in that on, on like the Friday or whatever, and he went back in that day to go clean out his office at like eight thirty in the oh. morning, and then he didn't even work there anymore. Oh, he got killed. are you serious? That guy, bro. If it was raining pussy, you get hit with right. a dick. I, uh, what's not what's not talked about are the people that survived, you know, yeah. uh, the attack, and they've never been the same. I have a friend out on Long Island. He he worked in the Twin Towers. He was there in '93 for the first bombing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and said, "All right," and went back, obviously. And then he was there the, uh, that day as well. He survived. He's one of the survivors. I see him on Long Island every once in a while. I, I went to high school with the kid. He's just simply not the same. And I talked to him. And he's like, I haven't been back in the city. And this is a kid that loved New York City. He, he, he worked hard, played hard in the city, and he hasn't been back. He's like, I will never go back into Manhattan. Here's something that drives me crazy because it never gets talked about. So a lot of the people that I worked with, keep in mind, I was like 21 when I was working right. there or whatever it was. And uh, so I worked with a lot of guys who'd been there a long time and been through the 93 attack. And what was always talked about was what happens if something like that happens? They're like, 
oh, just go to the roof and then they'll come with a helicopter and get you on. <laughs> yeah. So people thought that that's what you were supposed to do. And there was never like a drill or anything like that. Like you're supposed to go down or like whatever. Nobody knew. So you're just like, oh, you just go to the roof and they'll come and get you. Obviously, you never thought of something on the scale of what actually happened. But, you know, seeing the I don't even like talking about this, but seeing the video of people like, yeah. you know, and, and no helicopters were anywhere in sight. So that was complete bullshit. And but well, you didn't know. And that was like, well, they tried with about. the helicopters, obviously, but it was it was just uh, it was futile. You know, yeah, yeah, it was. I, it I was a no win situation. Yeah, the totally. smell was I'll never forget that smell of hot, like hot plastic, chemicals, hot chemicals. I, and I remember a cop. <clears throat> we were all we were I was living on 79th in York. So we're slowly walking up. And we start meeting up with people, and they were getting dustier and dustier and crazier. Like, you know what I mean? And this one cop, this I remember, I'll never forget it. This lady goes, well, what is that smell? And she goes, paper and bodies. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just, it was on a level that I've never seen or before that or after that. Right. Cops running right. with people in yeah. the same direction. Yeah. Like, no longer telling you what to do. Right. Like, holy fuck. If you don't figure out that you have to run right now, <laughs> you're an idiot. And it was... And, this, and for the first time and the last time, the city was of one mind. It was unbelievable. All the bars were open, you know, everyone drinking, the just unity. watching Everybody the TV. Everybody was united. Yeah, yeah it was, it was, it was, and no it, cars honking, ever. No, for, nothing. For like weeks. You know, yeah. it's crazy. I, I lived downtown uh, right near Washington Square Park, um, and I used to go to Union Square, and they had this huge, like, kind of vigil thing there, like, almost nightly for months. Yeah. And it was, like, amazing. And I remember um, I'm the biggest baseball fan you'll ever meet, and uh, I'm a huge Yankees fan, and I hate the Mets. But I remember watching that game, that first game back when Mike Piazza hit the home run. I was like bawling, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was. Oh my like, god, I haven't thought of that in years. Yeah, and then uh, I went to all three of those World Series games that year. The uh, when the Yankees played the Diamondbacks, right. and we ended up losing. But those three games at home, Game Three with Bush throwing out the first pitch, right. and then those two amazing games, four and five, where they hit the ninth inning home runs right. with two outs to tie, and then winning extras, man. It was just chilling, chilling. And, uh, you know, looking back on it now, I still can't believe all that shit happened. Right. It was so weird. Yeah, no Bush planes in the sky. Like, shit was... Remember that? I remember... It's, uh, you Air traffic control brought down 5,000 planes in right. 45 minutes. And like, you, to and, just shut it down. But you I, felt it. You felt the you, quietness right, you, above. You, it was kind of creepy. Yeah, that's funny you say that. You feel the void. Right. Of a city. Like yeah. the city went into like negative sound. Yeah. It's like so creepy. Man, I had to drive home from Houston, uh, 1,800 miles. I drove it in about 38 hours by myself, man. It was the only way I could get home. My family didn't know if I was alive or dead because the cell phones weren't working. Because yeah. remember the, the, the AWACS pl- And the AWACS planes, would, yeah. I remember they would come by and then we'd blow. Because back then it was the cell phones were kind of analog. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. Bullshit. Right. What, what were you thinking uh, when you were driving home from Houston? What was going on in your mind? I, I, was, I was not myself. Man, I was not not in my own mind. It I sucked. Can't yeah, it sucked I, I don't even know how I got home because this is like before GPS, you know? I mean, this is, you know, 18 years, 17, 18 years ago. And uh, I don't even know how I got back. And I remember, this is what I'll never forget. And we talk about the states that aren't worth going to. I got stopped by two cops, both in Tennessee, because you're driving through Tennessee. And I told them, you know, like what happened? And they just said to me, I don't know any of those people, boy. And they gave me, each one of them gave me a ticket. And I was like, and oh, you were fuck try- you, and motherfuckers. And you were trying to explain yeah, who you I were. Him, I even had him call, like, uh, you know, like, what I, I don't even remember, man. Oh, I was so God. angry. But I have do? to disagree with you, Tennessee. Their girls are so hot. <laughs> <laughs> they do this thing in Nashville. It's called honky-tonking. And it's just, I, I put on the boots. I look like a drag queen. And I, but I'm dancing but with you don't them. Care. I don't <laughs> call care. I love, I love Tennessee. Oh, my God. God, Nashville so and Memphis hot. are good towns, but those cops down there, man, I got problems with that. And the, well, co- and the, the cops, cops dressed me up in, a, in Tennessee. <laughs> they dressed me up in a uh, 
in one of those uh, those foam suits and had the police dogs chase me while we were all drunk. Oh, really? <laughs> Dude, when those things grab you by the fucking arm, it's crazy. Were you scared even though you had the protection on? I'm Spanish. I'm scared of dogs naturally. <laughs> 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 I see a German Shepherd. I start like, oh, fuck. Uh, have you been affected by 9-11? Like, uh, did you have any emotional issues? Or Oh, yeah, man. I mean, you, you wouldn't be human if you, if you weren't. I mean, I And how do you handle it? How do you work through all that? Well, I, I, le- I left my job, and then I literally went and traveled for, like, almost two years. And, uh, you know, I, I never knew I was going to do all the countries. It was never a thing. And so I just literally, uh, I quit my job. I convinced uh, one of my best friends, Jake, to quit his job, and we just literally flew to Australia. Oh, my and God. This we good. just went down there for months on end, and we just... <laughs> had the best time ever and it was exactly what I needed man I did months in Australia then in like two months in New Zealand then like a month in Fiji and like literally in like one year went to like three countries and uh, it was exactly what I needed how much it, money did you have bro I don't remember because now I'm that. starting to like what are you fucking James Bond the dollar was a I was lot in weaker Fiji, I was then. in Fiji for an hour <laughs> <laughs> and I was down 1500 <laughs> That's because you lost a million in your divorce, bro. <laughs> no, no, no. This is one of the reasons I got a divorce. Is I was in Fiji for an hour. <laughs> That's a story for another podcast. Well, I, I, I obviously made a shitload of money with that other company that you sold. Fuck, the guy's how, how was Australia? Everyone says it's just an amazing place. You know, I always say if, uh, if I was going to live one other place in the world, it would probably be Australia, mainly because it's a lot like the U.S., just with like 8% of the people. But it's like, you know, you got the beaches and the mountains and the deserts and the islands and great cities and uh, good food. You know, the girls are not ugly. And, and half the country's a, empty. Like the other, yeah. they don't even use the other half of the country. Like, nah, it's parking. Yeah. Like, I've never seen anything like it. It's just, it's just I, a lot of fun. And, and people are actually nice down there. And, you know, you don't have. Well, they're nice because they're your size. Like, to me, I, I get trampled in Australia. I'm small. Everyone's really big. So in you wouldn't be a rugby player, is what you're saying? No. I mean, I could be the rugby ball. But, <laughs> but when I was in Australia, like, what I got from Australia was. Everything can kill you there. They're like, I wouldn't swim in that canal. There's this shark, that shark. I wouldn't go in that weeds. There's, that do, grass kills you. That's a biting tree. They do have like, some weird animals down yeah, there. You have no bro. idea. Like wombats and like quokkas. You're yeah. like, what the fuck what's a quokka? It's like this little thing. It looks like a chinchilla. Yeah. It's a oh, quokka. Really? I've never heard of it. <laughs> it's a good Scrabble word, by the way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and what about New Zealand? That's uh, a place I want to go New Zealand's badly. a dream, man. It's like... Uh, it, my favorite place on earth is probably Queenstown, New Zealand. It's in the South Island, New Zealand. It's like this amazing, just alpine town with so much to do. It's the adventure capital in the world. Yeah. So they have like six bungee jumps. You can go skydiving, luging, skiing, yeah. like do basically whatever you want. And great bars, just a lot of fun. And it's cheap. My, you, friend, my friend Anthony, yeah. uh, one of great, great chef, he's Chinese, but from New Zealand. So his accent, he sounds like. Crocodile Dundee is not from New Zealand, but I don't care. Yeah, right? but close enough. Close enough. I, I'm with you. Are we, are we good? I, I'm not. I'm when good. they like, I'm, oh, I'm from New Zealand. I'm like, shut up, Lords of the Ring. Who the fuck cares? Right? <laughs> but but uh, I just ask him questions just to see like his Chinese face move with the New with that accent. accent. Like literally, like, we're That's sitting on a plane with him. I'm like, say butter, bro. <laughs> He's like, but I'm like, what the fuck was that? What the fuck was that? Like a little crazy koala. I want to. I want to take edibles and just watch this guy. Oh, dude, I get sucked. It'd be amazing. And I and I watch people first meet him, and he starts talking. Like, what's great is when you when you deal in kitchens, there's really ignorant people that don't have a filter, and they're my favorite. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, we're being a kitchen, and he comes in, and he sounds like you know, uh, 
like a like a British guy. You know what I mean? But he hardcore Chinese looking, and like there'll always be like one dumb dishwasher like. Why you fucking sound so crazy, bro? <laughs> <laughs> like there's one guy that just can't. He has. He doesn't understand. It just blew his whole world apart. <laughs> well, you learn how to talk like that, yo. That's awesome. <laughs> I love that. Too shit. funny. So, did you get in one of those bubble wrap balls in New Zealand? No, those weren't a thing back then. Otherwise, <laughs> I totally would have done it. Fucking hope you can't stop watching the Travel Channel at three o'clock in the <laughs> they, morning. They look the cool guy though. traveled the whole world. Like, you got? Did you ever go on a Ferris wheel? I saw it on <laughs> World's Craziest Ferris Wheels on Discovery Channel. Jesus, so how did this turn? You're going a glass bottom boat in the Bahamas. Do I, do I have to remind you that you hated this guy twenty minutes ago? <laughs> yeah, but the, the September 11th thing. It kind of now I'm with Lee. And now it's two against yeah, one. I'm kind of with Lee, and I kinda, I'm into his dog Kent or whatever his name is. Hector. Uh, Hector. Hector. Yeah, they're right. the dog. <laughs> no, they're, they're the bubble wrap balls, and then yeah. you start at the top of a hill, and then <laughs> he won't let it go. Bro. Oh my god! <laughs> He'll get mad too. Like, I know, I know. Oh, you guys ne don't know. Next what time I'll go, I'll send it. I'll do one, and I'll Please send you a picture. Do. Yeah, you traveled awesome. enough, bro. It's time to grow some roots, bro. It's crazy now. <laughs> get an apartment, right? Let that guy from job, California <laughs> take the title. What was the uh, last country you went to? Uh, the last country I went to was uh, New Jersey, Lebanon. Oh, so that was the one you were holding out, saying. Oh, oh no, the last. Uh, that was I was there like a couple weeks ago. The last country in my life that I went to uh, for the, to go to every country was Libya. Libya, and uh, it was actually during the Arab Spring, so like during the oh, war. Good. And uh, oh, that sounds pleasant. That's actually a pretty cool story, man. So I was um, I was never really trying to go to all the 193 countries, like every country in the world. I was trying to do this other list, which it's really technical. I could get into, but um, I just kind of did the other one on the way to doing the other one. Bolivia, I was trying to go to and finish it in March of 2011, but they made it a no-fly zone. Gaddafi was on the run. The, insur the uh, you know rebel insurgency was going on. So I had and you go. decided this is the time to go there. So I fucking when the miles when you got miles, you got to do it, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you, bro. Miles when, bring the world. <laughs> when my miles click in, I'm like, wait a second, I can go to a coach to here or Libya first class. We're going to Libya. So, so, so check this out, though. So like, I go home, put on your flak jackets. Five five months, I'm waiting for an opportunity to go to Libya, right? And and then I get an email from this guy in uh, Cairo that I knew, and he's just like, yeah, man, I think you could probably get into Libya through the border with Egypt, like out in the, in the desert. And I was like, okay, literally, I just went to Kennedy, got a ticket to Cairo, and out to this remote uh, desert outpost called Mersa Mucha, which no one's ever heard of. It's 300 miles from the border with Libya, right? So I, I get there, I don't speak like two words of Arabic, I speak two words of Arabic. That's it. And uh, so I find this guy wearing what, what uh, words? C four. C four. C four. C four. That way. I see this dude wearing a tie. He looks educated. I'm like, hey man, do you speak English? And uh, I had like five grand in my pocket, right? And like I, I didn't know what I was gonna do. I thought I was gonna have to pay somebody for something. So he goes, I got my brother coming in uh, with a minivan from Tobruk, Libya, to bring me across the border, and uh, you can come to. To Brooke with us. I was like, okay. And like, literally, I just got in the car with this Arab guy who I'd never met before in my life. And he just starts talking. He speaks really good English. He worked for the UN. He was a dissident spy who, who had left 40 years ago when Gaddafi took over. That's a spy. <laughs> we get to the border. We're waiting to cross. I leave Egypt, get to Libya, but three cars away. And on the other side of the border, right, there's Lisa this huge, huge truck of Chinese smugglers trying to smuggle fake Marlboro spy. cigarettes <laughs> from okay. Libya into Egypt. 
And there's like 50 Chinese guys on top of the truck, right? And they're all heavily armed. And then all the Libyan rebels are armed on the ground. And they want them to pay a tariff. So the reason the Chinese moved the cigarettes through Libya instead of Egypt, because there was no government, so they didn't have to pay the tariff. You know, tariffs are kind of a big deal out here. And uh, No ticky, no laundry. <laughs> <laughs> so all of a sudden, they didn't want to pay. All of a sudden, a firefight breaks out. And I'm about 30 feet away. And my, Full car, gets hit. my car gets hit. <laughs> like three times and I'm in the back of this minivan with two Arab guys who I've never met in my life and I'm like fucking go you know back up and the guy like jams on the reverse hits the car behind him peels out in the desert like three quarters of a mile and then we're just standing there just watching this firefight and uh, all of a sudden uh, you know it stops and there's a bunch of like dead people three yep. hours later the guy goes okay I think we can cross now and I was like okay so so we go yep. back to the thing we're in line and then he goes give me your passport so I give him my passport right and it says Jason Bourne on it. <laughs> Indeed it does. So, so the guy... Who so, are you, Mr. Bourne? So the guy, the guy turns to me. The guy's name is Hussein, by the way. And, oh, uh, Jesus. Christ, the president The was guy there? turns to me and he goes, here's the deal. He goes, you're a dentist. I was like, what do you mean I'm a dentist? I'm not a dentist. He goes, shut up. Just say you're a dentist. Say you're a humanitarian dentist coming into Libya to do uh, free dental work. I was like, what do you mean? He goes... Don't worry, you have straight white teeth, so they'll believe you. And he goes, so just smile when the guy uh, looks at you. And I go, okay. So the guy, he gives him my passport, and we get up there. Keep in mind, there's like 10 dead people about, you know, 40 feet from me. And uh, he, so he just takes the passport, he looks at me, and he just goes, and I go, yeah. And then he goes, welcome to Libya. And they stand my passport, and then I was fucking in. What the <laughs> Full-blown Jason Bourne. Oh. CIA. Yeah. Fucking that's a, CIA. That's a true story. Yeah. Collusion. You're I'm throwing all the words at him. Collusion. We're hanging out with a CIA yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've been in 193 countries. Ah, firefight. Dead yeah. people. Yeah, I'm a dentist. <laughs> Can you stamp my passport, please, right. sir? I need, yeah. to, What's I up, need that Fletch? record. What's up, Fletch? <laughs> and always make sure to get your passport stamped, by the way. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir, CIA, sir. <laughs> Whatever you say. Whatever you say. How long were you in Libya? Uh, for like, Until the mission uh, was accomplished. <laughs> I was on the way to Benghazi. Until they then, uh, dragged yeah. Gaddafi out of that <laughs> out of that pipe. Well, what happened was I had to wait for two days to clear customs with Gaddafi's head in a bag. Right. <laughs> no, man, it was his female bodyguards, man. They, they uh, kept me. Uh, I now stay there. I get this whole traveling yeah. thing. I stayed there until I uh, yeah. was able to take a couple of his teeth yeah, with my pliers. You know, September and put them right 11th happened, and all of a sudden I start traveling <laughs> to Libya. To, to Libya. That sounds great. I mean, you didn't talk about going to Action Park in South Jersey. You Dude, that place this is the most dangerous place on earth, dude. I nearly killed myself there when I was like 14. For a spy. Yeah. <laughs> For us humans, we're good. <laughs> For us regular civilians, we're good. People don't know how, how dangerous Action Park was. <laughs> so how long were you there? I wasn't listening. About two and a half days. <laughs> two and a half days. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's enough were to you, kill were somebody. Were you scared shitless? No, no he's dead. a fucking train CIA operative. <laughs> look at the size of him. He's cold-blooded. He, does, does he look... Honestly, look at the size of this dude. He's in perfect shape. Right. He's from Cleveland. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. No one's going to check him. You know? They don't even have paper in Cleveland. Like, they just got paper like five years ago, right? Wow. And he's got a French bulldog. That probably His wife was an operative. She was killed. And now he kept the dog. You watch Brad Pitt yeah. movies. <laughs> fucking Jones the Joneses and shit. They had the same dog. I know exactly what's going on so here. So it's kind of stupid asking what he did in Libya. <laughs> Call cracked the case so quick. Yeah. I was a, bro, the minute I was like, wow, you know, say here's your dentist. Oh, yeah, you guys just You got me it. nailed, bro. <laughs> yeah. 45,000 followers. He looks like a spy, too. He's handsome. He's fucking tall. Yeah, and yeah, yeah he teeth. looks the part, for sure. He knows Robert O'Neill. Come, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Dude, I wish I knew O'Neill back then, man. <laughs> oh, bro. Well, you guys went by different names, like Tomahawk and Slayer. Slayerfish. Some crazy shit. Slayerfish. <laughs> you guys had different 
different names. Now this, this now is more this, of a Pantera kind of guy, by the way. <laughs> I love oh, nice. Uh, uh, that's now this well, interview is just stupid. Oh yeah, we're, we're dealing with the CIA. Why don't CIA you tell us guy. about your time in Mogadishu? <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite eats in Mogadishu? <laughs> Lo lovely place. <laughs> what do you do in Libya for the two and a half days? What, the what, government. What, what do you tell the uh, the public? <laughs> <laughs> right off you just like it's just a story. I get it, but like in my mind, I I'm just like I come from Cuba where they lie lie to you. From the day you're born, right. you know what I mean? Like I'm a boy. Like no, you're not. Like it's that bad. So you sniffed this shit out right it's away. Like September 11th. I lost some people. I got upset, and then all of a sudden he's in Libya. Oh, there's a firefight 40 feet away. <laughs> like, bro, I've been in a lot of places. Dead people around me 40 feet away. There's a lot of shit that has to happen for me to be in that situation. So that all, does not happen in the Hamptons. So it's all that Cuban rum, huh? That's, uh, that's been <laughs> exactly. The I hate that Cuban, that Opie drank the Kool Aid. He always like, you know what? He is a spy now. Call you convinced Opie that's bothering me now because now it's two against Bro, one. Bro, when this goes out, when this podcast goes out, everyone's gonna be like, Lee's a full blown Jason. I am Borden. not an arms dealer. However, I did once have my asshole searched in uh, Israel because they thought oh, I was a drug mule. Because yeah. I had Iran and Afghanistan Jesus and all these stamps. How does the CIA in my get money? Cocaine. No joke. A 19-year-old kid with an Uzi pulls me out of uh, the customs line, brings oh, me in the back, to see tells me asshole. to take my clothes yeah. off, bend over, and spread my ass. Yeah. I swear to God, that really happened. Did he, uh, he put a finger in? No, thank God. But I was trying to fart. It just wouldn't work. It's hard to do it on, uh, <laughs> on demand. What, what blocked the fart? The microfilm that you had in there? <laughs> Yeah, the plans for the new X-Wing fighter in there. <laughs> Full-blown James Bond. Bro, I've, I've, oh, I've ever man. seen a spy. I love it, man. I'm into it, bro. <laughs> uh, what do you do in Libya? <laughs> I, I want to see if this is real or not. So would it, would it <laughs> I got you thinking, don't yes, I? Yes, you do. <laughs> I, I, I can't say what I know. Fuck. This is actually a very let, let me just put it this way. I know a CIA guy. Even though he officially hasn't told us he's CIA, I know, but you probably we know have like no a CIA. Doubt. But if you know a CIA guy, you probably know like the guy that does like the book work there and shit. Like you know, like the one with the glasses, like the friend of Superman. Oh yeah, I'm know? not trying to oversell it, but this guy is yeah. so he's like he handles like the, the carpool. Like, <laughs> did you rent that at Avis last week, Gary? It's come back with bullets. <laughs> like that's your friend. <laughs> did you hand in your TPS reports? <laughs> did you get the memo? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, he stamped something and shit. Like, that's the one Opie knows got in the mail room. We got a friend that just comes and goes and just shows up out of nowhere, leaves his clothes behind. Oh, he's been in a lot of countries. Because all he has to leave. Yeah. A lot of countries, travels a lot. Oh, uh, Young, probably in shape God, at one I, point. I, I want to tell the story, but then he's like playing on a professional, let's just say, sports team for another country all of a sudden. I'm like, what is going on? That's not real. He's a full-blown spy. He's a plant, uh, for sure. He's a plant. <laughs> but What's anyway. his code name? Red Hawk. <laughs> I bet you he knows him. <laughs> oh, oh. I can't wait. I'm going to start dropping your name. Like, around. I know really shady people. I could probably... If you give me an hour, I could bring you a white brand new baby. <laughs> like, I'm going to walk around and be like, do you know Lee? <laughs> How you know Lee? If, if, How you know Traveling Lee? <laughs> if that's his real name, uh, right? I'm not Lee. Chinese for the record with that little accent you're doing there. It could be a skin suit. I don't know, bro. CIA's got a lot of money. And you went uh, North Pole, South Pole. Yeah, man, I've been uh, both every country in uh, both poles, North Pole, South Pole. I actually, was uh, he said he went to every country. Like, have you ever been to well, I, Kansas? I've been to Cancun. Then, <laughs> I went there with uh, with my old wife. What but do you think about all inclusive resorts? The North Pole is not an. I mean, that's part of a country. He didn't have to go all the way to the North Pole to right. to see, check off that so country. You guys ever watched The Wire? Yeah, like, man. Best show ever made. Of course, uh, McNulty. Yeah. So I was down in Antarctica with Dominic West, the guy who played McNulty. Sure. 
uh, some guy named Alexander Skarsgård, who I don't know what he does, but he's on some show, and a guy called Prince Harry, who you might have heard of, he just got married. So I was down in Antarctica oh, with all these three guys, right? And Wait, you trying- hang out with the with no, Prince Harry? He doesn't Harry. hang out at all, but listen. It was, no, he's not hanging out, it's fucking, he went to meet his friend from Scotland Yard. He's <laughs> <laughs> talking about security. <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. was not there, sadly. Bro, fuck yeah. But Iron Man was. <laughs> he totally so, knows Iron Man. So we were Gold like, finger. He was down there, too. Right. Everybody was down there. That's a good song, by the way. So we all fly down from Cape Town to Antarctica together on the same plane. This like, Not with these, Prince Harry, though. With Prince Harry, yeah. On this Belarusian military cargo plane called an Aleutian 76. Wait, you got to slow down, man. Yeah, I'm really you know, good at this. How are you, how are you on We on can't that? start a spy story with just throwing the yeah, fucking yeah, exactly. Russian airplane out, Mr. Yeah. Propov. How, so. are, how are you on the plane with those guys? Because so. you're from the CIA. That you go all the time. You ever watch Jason Bourne? This is so. literally the third no, fucking... If you, and, and, and when McNulty, I'm exhausted from knowing that this guy's a spy. I'm exhausted. And when, and when McNulty <laughs> talked and he had that heavy British accent where you're blown away. Yeah, yeah totally not, okay. from, totally not right. from Baltimore. All right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Anyway, so uh, if you're going to fly to Antarctica, which you can do, it's really expensive, but you can do it. You can go from Cape Town to this base called Russian base Novo Lazarevskaya. Okay, and I can't make that shit up. <laughs> so you go there. Let me tell you something. And there's <laughs> my cousin used to work at Liberty Travel in Queens. There is no pamphlet for fucking a Russian air base. There's, there's no all inclusive for the fucking to Mushka fucking air base. Anywho, fucking so they uh, you, you fly down there and it's there's only about sixty people who can get on the flight, right? So right. Harry's group, the BBC, they organized this thing called Walking with the Wounded or Walking for the Wounded. I forget what it was called, but it was a bunch of wounded soldiers. It's all the people British you soldiers, hurt. and this is awesome, right? And it's a great charitable thing, and they're trying to get to the South Pole. And then it was me and a bunch of like really wealthy tourists, right, that are, like, trying to get to the South Pole, too. So it was, like, competing groups. Now, when you get to Novolazarevskaya, there's two planes, right? One of uh, these do- or, uh, Bassler planes that can land in ski- on skis on the ice. Um, one of them gets in an accident, so one of them crashes. So there's only one plane. It can only take 10 to 12 people per time. So Harry's group had 40, and mine had 13. Long story short, the, the weather was bad, so we got iced in. So all there is to do to, in Antarctica when you get iced in or whatever is just drink. Clean your weapons. <laughs> <laughs> so you just drink and hike. That's really all you do. You can go see some penguins. It's, it's really awesome still. Anyway, so the, the Russians gave Harry's group priority, and they ended up making it. Uh, half of them made it to the South Pole eventually, and my group got shut out. So you can imagine all these like type A personalities going fucking ape shit about it. Anyway, I didn't. Even, I was mad, but I didn't really care that much because I knew I had the opportunity to go back the following year, and then the following year I made it. But I would say that Prince Harry prevented me from reaching the, the South Pole the first time I tried to and go. didn't you lose money too? Yeah, I lost about... I don't even want to talk about how much money I lost. But, say, <laughs> wait, how much? Podcast. Well, it cost about a... The, the trip alone is about $75,000 to get down there, and that doesn't oh, even include shit. getting down to Cape Town and fucking hotels and gear and all this other shit. So it's, all taxpayer uh, money right down the fucking... Wow. <laughs> I don't work for the CIA, bro. <laughs> I, that must have been some kind of retirement package. Thanks, Obama. Holy shit. <laughs> Traveling spies everywhere. Uh, so. did, uh, did you talk to uh, Prince Harry? Yeah, of course man, he I mean, He's like, uh, the we, eagle's in the nest. The eagle <laughs> is in the nest. You're clear to go, sir. You know, you know, the funny thing is, I have a bunch of pictures of him, but he wouldn't actually take pictures with anybody, because if you remember that, Shit that happened to him in Vegas where he got caught like naked when he was dressed like Hitler, fingering some girl. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I think that was Sandra Bullock, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but anyway, um, he, so he wouldn't take pictures of anyone because he was still like emotionally scarred from like what happened to him in Vegas. But uh, yeah, he was hanging out, man. I'll tell you what he did, which is the weirdest thing. I've never seen a grown man do it. He was giving everybody wet wheelies. Remember that? You know, you stick a finger in your mouth and you stick what in people's weirdo. ears. That's I mean, what he was I, fucking they've doing. They've had the same bloodline for 500 I, I, years. I'm, I'm surprised he doesn't have yeah, lips on his yeah, neck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, that was uh, that was my story. Marrying each other. Ah, they're all the same. Like their family tree looks like a bamboo reed. You know, you know that Queen Elizabeth doesn't uh, have anything in that dumb purse of hers. What do you mean? What does she need? It's not like she needs money. But she, she has walks le- around and with that stupid uh, purse, yeah. and, and it, it came out that she has nothing in it. What do you think LeBron had in his the other day when he was walking wow. down with the shorts? <laughs> Did you see how much that was? What? What? That purse was sixty thousand. What? I think that's reasonable. What no, the, was LeBron it? was carrying it around? like a bowling ball oh, bag. Look, look it up. Sixty G's. Yeah. So, uh, he deserves every dollar he gets. He plays by himself against thirty other fucking people every day. Oh, sixty grand like on a purse. Come on, bro. It's still gay. <laughs> <laughs> you tell him that to your face. You tell him that, but you see him. Like, no, no, I'm OP. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. You want to go on a bike ride? Really Someone's got to say it, though. I'm allergic, whether, I'm allergic to peanuts. Whether it's a JCPenney's purse or a $60,000 purse, it's still gay. Bro, I would be gay as hell. That's oh, that's, you wouldn't that, rock that. If someone I, wa- I, I wear, you wouldn't. None of no us way. would. Nobody. You I use Louis that. Duffels. I, I have Louis Vuitton Duffels. Oh, by the way, there's nothing wrong with the gay, but that's just weird, man. Not, not many guys could pull the purse off. I'll wear a purse. I like them. They have, they're You're handy. You're going to wear they a purse. stuff. My wife picked had everything in there, including my divorce papers. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> uh, so he was giving everyone wet willies? Dude, it was weird. Yeah, it was a little weird. It's a weird dude. Huh? Where, uh, where did the willy go? In the ear? In or the ear, man. A, okay. <laughs> and you think he's got the, the different father, right? Like the rest of us? I have no idea, man. Arnold Schwarzenegger's his dad? You haven't looked that up on the uh, on the old internet. Uh, oh, that Dodi Ifayed is his father? No, the other ooh, dude. Uh, I forgot the name because I didn't think we were going to talk about this today. But a lot of people swear John Stamos? that, that uh, uh, Prince... Uh, what? Who? Oh, the Princess Dai's like, lover? Yeah, one? yeah. He had the a, she Egyptian had really, guy? No. Yeah, Dodi Ifayed, the guy from no, Harry. That was, that was, Why are you getting is, fucking mad at me, ah, bro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't, that, isn't that the guy that killed the her? fuck? This isn't the view. Like, he, how the fuck am I going to... I only know guy stuff. He's like, oh, and like he's like this... Rumor has it that Princess Di had a red Headed lover, and that this kid, oh, God, Prince Harry, Andy is Cone a love show. child. I mean, and everyone wants to ignore the fact like that, that it's like that third Kardashian, right? Like uh, with OJ or whatever. Chloe Did say yeah. that. Chloe, yeah, Chloe and uh, oh, f- yeah, she's a she's a, a a monster compared to the other two. God, you love I mean, talking you know. about this shit. You see how he lit up? He, got into like, it. he, got into he it likes now. all this. He watches E News all day. It's frustrating. You, you see the three uh, Kardashian sisters, and there's two their little petite little yeah. things, and then you got this uh, monster. Let's go back to talking to cool shit. You're hanging out with a chef and a spy, bro. Let's fucking get. Get it back on track. But there's, there's just a lot of lying <laughs> going on. Robert to Lee Travel and getting shot. Now we're looking at Percy and the Kardashian. Things Robin, I never thought Robin, I would talk about. Navy on, uh, Seal, podcast. spy, <laughs> chef. Oh, a lot man. of mystery here. This guy wants to talk about Kardashian. She's a monster. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still trying to find Prince Harry's father. I wonder what he <laughs> Let it go, dude. No, I'm not. He Googled Prince Harry's father. Oh. Yes, I did. Hey, Joey, can, can you edit it? Big ugly picture of Prince Charles came up. Joey, <laughs> no, Joey can you give me a favor? These people get freaked out if you don't give all the info. They're, right. they're screaming at their, uh, uh, however they listen to a podcast. Joey, please it's edit James. out Opie talking about this. Can't do it, Carly. <laughs> <laughs> It's James Hewitt. Look it up. All right. Look up James Hewitt. Uh, there's rumors that that's Prince Harry's real dad. 
And, right. and the whole, uh, ah, whatever. The whole royal family wants to do the fact. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do the side-by-side picture now. I don't care bitch. about a side-by-side. All side. All you bitch. Just, Show me a picture the Russian plane if, the spy was on in the North Pole. Hold on. If you, <laughs> do this. If you want to see a good side-by-side picture, put Yao Ming next to Tom Brady. It's like the same fucking person, I swear <laughs> to God. Oh, this. What? Yeah, Princess Diana. Uh, and yeah, you might be too. right. All right, you might be right. Look, there's the side-by-side picture. All right, can we move on now, you sons of bitches? All right, I'm sold. Let's Looks go. Just All right, we're good. <laughs> All right, are we good now? Yeah, you can CIA confirms we're good. Let's go, move on. Right. But how much money do they give this guy, James Hugh? Because he doesn't even talk about it. He's like, I'm Well, good. look at him. He's I'm playing good. rugby and smiling. He doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, I'm good. Anyway, uh, you got to talk about the, uh, how was the North and South Pole? It's awesome, man. It's boring, though, right? There's no- nah, man. It was tremendous, actually. It was uh, this. I mean, it was cold as fuck, as you might imagine. It was, it was minus sixty three at the south, and about minus thirty at the north. I'm gonna go smoke a cigarette. <laughs> For real? Yeah. You're bored? Well, I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> go. I'm gonna smoke. Some- Tim, get get in here. Yeah, Tim, come on. We have a substitution coming in. The part of the Cuban will now be played by. A wasp. Oh boy. So yeah, man, it was it was really it was awesome. I mean, it was uh, one of the coolest things I've ever experienced in my life. Right. To be honest, no no other way to say it. And what does it take uh, before you get frostbite? Before you freeze up? You can't stay out there that long, and you have to be totally covered. Let me let me put it this way: you feel like you have this big booger developing in your nose, right? And all and then if you go like this, icicles fall out because it just uh, developed on the little hairs inside your nose. That's how cold minus sixty three is. Wow. It's insane, man. And if you close your eyes. For more than like two seconds, you almost have to uh, use your fingers to open right. your eyes to uh, do it. It's crazy. And, and what's the nearest town? Is there a town nearby? <laughs> no, I, there, I, 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 there's a there's a U.S. Um, uh, polar station. It's called uh, South Pole Station, uh, Amundsen Scott Station. It's amazing. It's like the six hundred million dollar ridiculous uh, piece of technology. They actually have a full court basketball court in there. It's insane. Really? Yeah, I played it. It was insane. Um, and they'll stamp your passport. There's actually like a little store. You can buy shirts and uh, hats and stuff like that. It's crazy. But then it's about 2,000 miles back to the Russian base. Right. Is there a bar or anything in that facility? <laughs> there, there, I'm sure there is, but we weren't allowed in there. Oh, really? Yeah, literally. We had to beg them to let us in, too. It was crazy because the American scientists were complete assholes to the Canadian pilots who drove us down there. And then the Canadian pilots said the Americans wouldn't let us in. So I was like, all right, everybody give me your fucking passports. I took all our passports. There's like 10 of us. And I literally waltzed up, starts banging on the door at South Pole Station. And then I just like reasoned with these guys like the New Yorker that I am. And, uh, and that was it. Then they stamped our passport, let me shoot some baskets. And, uh, and that was pretty much it. And then you guys were out of there. Yeah, two and a half hours in and out. I mean, you know, there's only so much you can do, but uh, it's such a, an amazing feeling to get there because, like, you did, you made it further than Shackleton. You know, you made it further than Scott, or actually Scott made it, but then he died trying to get back. Right. So it's, I know it's a hundred years later, but it was still just yeah, an amazing of feeling of accomplishment, especially failing the first year. Making the second year was just unreal. And, and you, you've been to North Korea. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I went to uh, North Korea but for my. That, that's got to be the hardest country to get into, no? Well, now it is because Tim, of, you did uh, a great job. Uh, <laughs> Paul's back. Good job, Tim. Thanks a lot, buddy. <laughs> That's an amazing job by Tim Sabian. Thank, Thank you. you. Um, <laughs> I actually spent my uh, 31st birthday in North Korea, which is pretty wild. And uh, Walk me through that. How yeah. do you get into North now Korea? Now you have my half attention. <laughs> so it's, um, it took me a while because they weren't letting Americans go at all. And then eventually I get this uh, email from this tour, British tour company in Beijing. And they're like, I think we can get you in. So literally, I just flew to Beijing. And uh, they're like, OK, we're leaving tomorrow for North Korea. We got you a visa. 
Um, you can't take so when you get to the airport in Pyongyang, right? They take your uh, your phone, they take your computer, and they just hold it at the airport until you leave. So you you have nothing, right? And you're like, okay, and. You go in and you see exactly what they want you to see. You go the routes that they want you to go. And for instance, they're taking us through a park, like this pretty park in the middle of Pyongyang. And there's this wedding going on, this big, beautiful wedding. And all of a sudden, we all walk up into the wedding. They stop the wedding and the bride and groom come over and start taking pictures with us. Like that would ever fucking happen. You know what I mean? It was so clearly propaganda. Um, Here's the best thing about it. So the the guy now, Kim Jong-un, his father, uh, Kim, uh, whatever. Same name. Yeah, whatever his name. Kim Kim. Il-sung or Kim Jong-il, whatever his name was. Kim Kim. So... The North Korean guide would tell us that he was an avid golfer, right? And I'm a pretty big golfer. So this is what he said. He goes, oh, yeah, he, his best score was an 18. So that means he got 18 holes in ones. Yeah. I've been playing golf for 25 years. I've never uh, had a hole in one. That's right. a good amount of bourbon right there. <laughs> and, I mean, and, and everyone believes it, too. You know, they everyone have to, there believes it. Yeah, yeah, they have to buy the, into the propaganda. That totally. one is the most ridiculous one I ever heard. It's insane, man. Yeah, because they, they come up with all sorts of horse shit that yeah. uh, everyone has to believe or, or uh, yeah. God knows what happens to them. I mean, you know. so you had a you had a tour guide the whole time. You weren't allowed to do yeah, I mean, anything. It, and they well, pretty much watch you, a- they pretty much watch you piss. I mean, it's crazy. And then uh, oh, so yeah. you stay in this hotel. It's like fifty floors or something like that, right? And just out of curiosity, I just I was like, let's say I was standing on the forty fifth floor or something. I just pressed a bunch of buttons, like eight, fourteen, you know, twenty one, nothing. Nothing there at all. And then the only there's only one floor that's actually furnished because they only get like 50 tourists a year, you know? Right. It's crazy. And so it's, they make it look like they have yeah. this amazing hotel, yeah. but the reality is they only have one floor that yeah, yeah. is operational. Yeah. That's a very special ops way of thinking. <laughs> <laughs> You're not letting it go. Like, I'm not at the Golden Nugget. Like, let's see what's on the seventh floor escape hatch. Oh, uh, the old nugget. <laughs> <laughs> the good old nugget. I love downtown Vegas, like old Vegas. Like, Dude, Fremont it's Street. just... Such white trash down there. Oh, but I thrive in white trash. I thrive. <laughs> because because you sell it white trash. Oh, white trash loves me because I'm Latin. You know what I mean? But I don't take I don't take it serious. Like I'm not one of these people that like racism I call it. So yeah. they get so comfortable Dude, with me. I'm they with, can try their spick jokes on me and stuff. I'm with you. When I w- went to Vegas, you go one or two blocks off the strip and that's where that's where it's happening. If you oh, want to watch dude. people, oh my it's scary. Dude, it was. It's awesome. pretty scary, but it's 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 real real life people. I Dude, love I Golden Nugget. I mean, you could <laughs> literally. I, I sit at the penny slots and just buy shit off of people. Like I say yes to everything. I was like plutonium, plutonium. I'm like, how much? <laughs> just because you can. <laughs> like, what did you buy? I'm like, dirty bomb. <laughs> And you played golf in Afghanistan. You said you were a big golfer. Yeah, right? man. Uh, I played in a lot of weird. I, I played in Afghanistan, which which was highlighted by the fact Jesus. that first of all, you need an armed guard and an armed car and like yeah, a colleague. Thing. So you're 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 playing golf. <laughs> Wait, how did uh, no? I'm gonna just play now. Okay, I'm gonna just play. Just just humor me, Opie. You're I'm, a smart guy. I, this I'm is acknowledging a, that he's CIA at this point. Okay, <laughs> but I want to just play. We're playing. Okay, let's. We're gonna how make did, believe like the no, fucking no more undercover work after this podcast. <laughs> but, uh, so you're playing. How do you how do you play golf in Afghanistan? Afghanistan with an armed guard and an so, armed. So vehicle. here's the thing: like I have a bunch of uh, photos, right? Like there's a guy like Doctor. with an Uzi nine millimeter like behind me while I'm putting, right? And like you're, you're not putting on the green, like you're you thinking here. You're actually putting on like literally dirt. So you, you know, it'd be like putting on the dirts. Right. And there's a nine hole course at the called seal the, forward base called the Kabul Country Club. By the way, that's what they called it. Really, it was amazing. 
But you ha- made that ha- up. The, 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 the club is called Tango Whiskey Bravo. <laughs> Fo- Fox Trot. Alpha, Fox Tango. Tra- Alpha Tango Base Forward <laughs> Operating. So basically, if you have enough money, you could get anything done when you're in another country. Well, I mean, it's not like a lot. It wasn't like a lot of money. It was like $10 or something. I just had to set it up in advance. Bro, you got pictures online of this. Yeah. Oh, some cool. of these stories, I'm like, yeah, he's just uh, bullshitting with us now. <laughs> he doesn't look like a bullshitter. I, I'm, I'm joking. But, wow, look at that. That, that, that. That's not a golf course. No, it's like just sand, like in the middle of uh, Cabo. Uh, what's your website where people can see this stuff? It's uh, just my name, leeabamonte.com. That's crazy. Dot gov. On par. Dot <laughs> CIA. Kabul <laughs> Golf Course. Dot State, dot state Department. <laughs> so um, tell me about that day in Benghazi when you were golfing. <laughs> when, when we lost the ambassador. No kidding. On the 12th hour. <laughs> And what about, I mean, how do you prepare for these countries? All the sh- do you have to get shots for every single country? Or? No, you got to get shots for the place where, you know, like m- malarial countries like Central Africa or Southeast Asia, really, or the, like the Amazon. Um, I've, I've been inoculated against every communicable disease known to man, so I feel pretty comfortable. But you got you to get your uh, boosters every couple of years. Have you gotten but, bit by anything? Uh, not, not like bad, to be honest, but... Uh, you know, I, I prepare with like the right clothes and shit like that. Yeah. And I try to stay where I belong. And- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lee, can you? I, I need your help because I tell people all the time. Uh, when I was in India, number one, you got um, the shits. Yes, and it feels like everyone else did too. Because oh, the, the, tough the, to the level of cleanliness was difficult for me to deal with on the streets, right? Because you know me, I'm with a bunch of chefs. And I was like, let's go eat street food, and oh. I'm with like the hardest core chefs. And like five minutes in, we're like. Get me back to the fucking Ritz Carlton. You this mean because is, human beings just take their pants down to shit on the and street? Shit on the street. Yeah. But can you please vouch how aggressive the monkeys are there? Monkeys come out of nowhere and drop kick people. Like it's unfucking believable. Is this true or no? I mean, I never got true. <laughs> Drop kicked by a monkey, but well, not I mean, you. I mean, you're in full battle for. There, there are I mean, a lot of animals on the streets. <laughs> you shouldn't wear an AR-15. Me, I'm walking around with, with a Nikon and fucking zinc on my nose. I think the thing that drives me the most crazy about India is the fact that cows will just be in the middle of the highway and nobody even honks at them, and they just hold up traffic for like. Yeah, they look miles. like they're gonna die. It's not like a cow here. Like you ever see you go to cow? These are see, not healthy looking cows. Oh so my, it's all there. fucking ribs with that big neck on theirs, and, and, they, and they're right next to a Mercedes. Totally, man. It's right next to the street person. Place, man. It's that makes a dollar place. every 10 fucking years. And when or you see like the that. cow, what you don't realize what I learned very quickly is when I see a cow, it's not the problem with the cow. It's the 7000 bugs that follow this thing around. Right. It literally has an aura of just flying insects. It's awful. It was so difficult. Well, how for long me were you to, there? I was there for a wedding. I was there for 12 days. You know how long I should have been there for? Two. Zero. Oh, you went to zero. It was zero. Who, who the hell was getting married in uh, India? My friend, my brother's friend was a doctor, some, you know. And you had to go? I wanted to go. Uh, like this guy. I got oh, the you want to check bug, it out. But not you, from you, the government. You like, like, have this romantic like, notion of India in your mind, but it's right, like totally like, the antithesis yeah, of what I, you think. And then I get there, I'm like, you're 100% right. Dude, I was there in uh, November. I was doing a commercial for BMW in India, so we did a road trip. Oh! More travel is. money. <laughs> Ooh, where are we going now? Thank Look you, out, Helsinki. <laughs> the point impressed. is, <laughs> driving in that fucking country was the biggest nightmare of my entire life. You're trying to drive this like X5 SUV Humvee through those streets, <laughs> impossible. Yeah. I might never go back, dude. It's bad. The driving, it's pretty much whatever you want. You want it's like frontier law. It's, like, it's impossible, just, man. Did, yeah, did impossible. you visit the Rat Temple? Rat Temple. 
Uh, no. Opie my, watches my, Discovery Channel all the time. Here he goes. The like the, did you do the bubble wrap? How about the rap temple? Did you see Indiana Jones? <laughs> this, is, this is way better than the bubble wrap thing. My, my pal Morgan Spurlock did a documentary on rats. Dude, he's the man, man. And uh, his rat documentary is insane. It plays like a horror movie. Mm. And he purposely did that with the scratching and stuff. He puts scratching sound effects in and this kind of horror uh, music underneath it. But one of the th- places he visited is a rat temple in India. And these people worship rats. And they go to the temple that is completely overtaken by rats. We're talking thousands upon thousands of them. And they walk among them because they think there's some kind of some le- kind of gods. Like Indiana Jones, I hate rats and snakes. So oh I would have been God, have no, no part of you that. imagine? Is I'll my you, point? No, I'll give no. you guys a little... A little I don't even ride the subway, dude. Restaurant, <laughs> a little restaurant tip. Don't eat at restaurants in New York City next to parks. And you'll ask me why. Well, I'll tell you. Listen to this. Yeah, 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 you don't know this over there. <laughs> <laughs> so the parks don't allow you to put poison. They don't, they, you know, there's rules in the, the parks department. You can't sow. That's the thickest rat infestation in the city. When I went to a closed restaurant once. It was closed for two months. You know this restaurant. It's in a park, right? It's very famous. Tavern on the Green. And oh, look who travels around. <laughs> yeah. I go to so the West I'm Side gonna, once in a while. I'm not going to say the name of it. <laughs> we don't know so, if it was Tavern on the Green. I just want to make uh, that point perfectly no, clear. No, it's a, no it's, it's, but it's a very famous restaurant, and uh, it's in a park setting. And Did you ever see Ghostbusters? It was closed for two months, and I knew the guys um, that, re- that were going to take it over. So I was part of the team that went to go see it and see, you know, what state it is. So this thing was been continuously running for like 70 years or whatever and then they just stopped. So there's probably like three inches of grease on the floor and you know, the restaurant just stopped. Oh, they it was just a union left. restaurant. Union employees so they didn't clean don't up. care. They just walk away. Right? right. And it was dark and we go into the kitchen we turn on the light and when they turn on the light I look I'm like fucking stupid. Who would put a black floor in this? It was rats. Completely covered on the floor? I couldn't see the red Tile floor, no, covered, climbing over each other, dead ones, live ones. I had dinner two weeks ago there. The Norwegian (laughs) blues. If you ever seen a Norwegian blue, a Norwegian blue is this. It's almost like this hairless rat with a tail that's thicker than your thumb. Wow. And like, and you just saw. It'd be good, Tim. And I was just like, Great job today, Tim. You crushed it, Tim. (laughs) Thanks for filling in, bud. (laughs) He crushed. He crushed it. Crushed it, Tim. <laughs> we love making fun of him when he walks away. Yeah. What does he look like today? Oh, you and DiStefano killed him. Oh, killed my him. God. You pulled him a, a so, yeah, so yeah, it was it was just like, and we're all hardened chefs, you know. We've seen everything. You know, we've seen rats stuck in fryers. We've seen rats fall out of the ceiling. You know, whatever. And uh, I looked at him and Freddie goes, I ain't working here. <laughs> I'm like, me either. <laughs> like, see you later. So, so you're saying it had a C as oh, their uh, rating. Dude, <laughs> it was the most rats I've ever seen. And the thing is, is what you don't realize is when you have that many, there must have been, I mean, we sat and talked about it after. Probably, we saw with our own eyes, maybe 2,000 rats. Really? And what you don't realize is the smell of ammonia. It's like this, this smell. Ugh. I didn't eat for a day. Look at me. Imagine me not eating for a day. <laughs> no. That's a full-blown Gandhi hunger. <laughs> Dude, that's, that's in, I was a mess. That's Indiana Jones in the sewers of Venice in the last crusade, man. Venice <laughs> is disgusting. I like when people are like, oh, I went to Venice. I'm like, shithole. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's awful. It's, it's nice if you don't go in the summer, and in the summer it smells like, like toxic chemicals. It's oh, gross. dude, when we were there, 
they they wanted to take us. There's this little island. I wish I was smarter and I would remember stuff. But there's this little island where they make Venetian glass. Yeah, yeah. And they've been making it for. Well, you know, right? Yeah, there's a bunch of little islands over there. And, and then there's one that special, makes this yeah. unbelievable special glass. And literally, as we're pulling up on the boat, like the rats are swimming with us. Like I'm like, they're like, isn't this place beautiful? I'm like, listen, lady from Kansas, this sucks balls. I want to get out of here. This I mean, I'm, I couldn't believe it. I missed Rome. So, Imagine missing Rome. His, his, What's his, wrong with Rome? Oh, Rome is so Rome. Is it overrated? Oh, my. It's overrated. Really? And it's literally like every dude you hate from Brooklyn just speaking in Italian. Right. I'm going to go they ahead. They hate on every girl. I'm going to go, ahead and, di- I'm gonna go ahead and disagree. Rome's a fucking awesome town. Oh. And maybe you shouldn't go on tour groups with people from ta- Kansas, by the way. Well, how else am I going to get laid, what, what, what makes Rome? <laughs> <laughs> what makes Rome? Well, look at me and look at you, right? What makes Rome so awesome? Uh, it's just a beautiful city, man. It's They call it the Eternal City. You just got history going back for 10,000 years. And the food is as good as it can be. And you can walk everywhere. And every Everywhere, around every corner, something historic. You know, if you like, do a little bit of research, it's pretty cool. Yeah, and, uh, it's pretty, they got some great sports there too. I, I went to Athens. That, that, that it had that vibe. Rome is very similar to Athens, really. Yeah, uh, where it's, you're it's a little a, cleaner. Where, I hate them both. Where you're in a hotel, <laughs> going down escalator, and the whole wall to your right is glass because it's yeah. all ruins that they're not touching. So they yeah. they build around everything. Right. It's pretty cool to check yeah. out. You know, I love that. Cool I love that, that food in should, Athens, man. It's so they good should there. make their dollar worth more than a nickel. That, <laughs> that would be. Well, that would. They should stop digging and start working. That would be the drachma is a thing of the past. I they single handedly are bringing the euro down to its knees. With their little fucking excavations going on over there. I would, I would say the most amazing. Well, I, I went to Athens. I did the Parthenon and all that, yeah. the Greek islands. Uh, but the most amazing thing I ever did traveling, I, I haven't traveled like you guys uh, whatsoever. But Absolutely I went to the not. Blue Mosque in, uh, yeah, Istanbul. in Istanbul. Yeah. Oh, wow. Was that I've never adventure. been to Istanbul. It's a great city. Istanbul is, it really? is yeah, pretty yeah. amazing and, and pretty modern. That's mind-blowing, too, except for the fact they make you take your shoes off and there's all those 10 millions of feet just walking around. But other than that, it's pretty awesome. Oh, I'm out, bro. I'm like fucking <laughs> crow claws. I'll be ripping people's skin off. <laughs> <laughs> Crushing through that marble. I'll crush. Yeah, I'll, yeah, ruin, yeah. I'll ruin a hunt. You thousand gotta, year you gotta, fucking you historic floor. culture, you know. You got to respect the culture. But you go to you go to Turkey and, and and Greece, and they just want you to buy a fucking rug. <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny. That I heard a you're story. on these tour groups. Like that. that was funny. You're on these tour groups, and you think they're showing you some amazing history, and they uh, sit you down, and then you, next thing you know, this is like QVC. Here's just, my problem. Uh, they and, Opie just has, want, and Opie has that wealthy white face of disapproval. Imagine the scowl on Opie's face walking through a symbol, like talking to Lindsay, like with that little white rich whisper. <laughs> fucking people with their rugs. We get better. No, this was, Street. You crazy? I was just talking about this the other day. This was with my ex. So I have no proof I ever went to Turkey or fucking Greece. I don't have one picture. I believe you. Who cares? Why would you lie about going to that I want a, I want a picture of me at the Parthenon. Uh, I mean, you didn't have a camera oh. back then? <laughs> yeah, seriously. I did, but I, you know. You could what? afford the flight to Greece, but you couldn't afford yeah. a camera? <laughs> He's at the Pantheon. Take a picture. And that was the, the WNEW money. He had, he had WNEW money. You no, had that money. That was the WNEW yeah. money. He had more than enough it was, cameras. It was, it was with my ex, and, you know, when that broke up, she took all my pictures. Uh, I don't have the pictures. I got it. So you were yelling at him about giving up his passwords, but you, you didn't uh, keep right? your fucking pictures? No, what? Thanks. Thanks. Thanks, operatively. At least I was smart enough not to marry her. Her, like someone else at this table. I got suckered. <laughs> you take it away real quick. Oh, I know. No, let me tell you something. You know me. I'll tell you the truth. Like you know the important mean? thing is you got to keep that shirt with the four cats on it. Yo, this is dope. <laughs> I gonna, like it. I'm well, going to dinner at Luger's tonight. I'll, t- I'll tell you a good story. So I go there with my ex. Right? So let me tell we, you about we, my. No, no, no. This is good. <laughs> we, go, we go to the Parthenon, right? 
And we, you know, we have a pretty decent day. And then we're walking back to the hotel in Athens, and she's crying her eyes out. And I, well, and of course she is. She's dating you. You're no, like she complaining thought, about rugs and shit. You I, don't take any pictures. Like a no, mess. we took. You're pictures. the worst travel. No, we you're the pictures. opposite of Lee. Ever, yeah, yeah, ever. <laughs> you're that crashed Russian plane in the South Pole that no he couldn't get on. <laughs> we took pictures, and I guarantee they were burned in a fireplace somewhere. Oh, but she did that. I don't know, but my point. She was is, like Stella got her groove back. My point is walking uh, uh, after the Parthenon back to the hotel. She's crying her eyes out. I'm looking at her like, what the fuck, man? That was pretty cool. Why are you crying? She thought I was going to ask her to marry. I'm like, we barely like each other. That's a pretty good sign. You're probably not going to last. No kidding. I'm like, how about you just uh, look at this as we had a nice day? And then it it ruined the rest of the the trip because she was convinced that we were, you know, I was going to ask her to marry her. There is nothing worse than going on a trip with somebody who don't want to be on a trip with, especially on the sex. It was at the end of that relationship. My vacations with my family were always awful. I never. Awful. I didn't have vacations. As oh, my wife. Every time we. Oh, got you in, mean with your wife? Every oh, time we got right. into a fight, her solution was not go to therapy. Maybe stop drinking. No, it was like let's go to Vegas and get a giant suite. And I'm just sitting. There, I'm like, ah, uh, kind of still hate you. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm still kind of angry. Beautiful room though. Love the electric curtains, but I kind of want to jump out. <laughs> Can I? Like, I'm checking with windows open and shit. Right. Like. It doesn't work. Like traveling really, because when you get home, it's that was a big one. I, we used to travel, and then I got in a lot of trouble because I swapped the diamond out in the ring, and she caught me. Really? Oh yeah. How did she catch you? So we got married, got her this giant rock. Right. And did you uh, really do that? Yes, I did. <laughs> and then uh, when on our wedding day, I mean, before that, my friend was like, you know, my old Brooklyn boys. He's like, hey, cuz that's some serious hardware. You got that girl over there. He goes, uh, ah, I got to tell you, I love you. I don't trust her as far as I can throw her, and I don't want to throw her. <laughs> I'm like, all right. He goes, swap it out, cuz. I got a guy on 47th Street. You know what I mean? Get the good dimensions on it, whatever. So I, I sent her. I, I did this whole scam. I said, oh, let's go get it appraised. Right. So we went, and then and the guy wasn't appraising. He was taking the measurements. Jason Bourne shit right here. Replaced with some cubic zirconia. And he was like, you know, I mean, this guy had like three gold molars. He was perfect. He's like, oh, what a beautiful ring, right? So I'm like, all right. So he does the whole thing. And I said, uh, he goes, uh, this is when I knew the guy was hardcore. He looks at me, he goes, uh, Cuban, do you want us to do a fake uh, platinum setting too? We have lead. We can, it'll be the same weight. You won't feel a thing. I said, do it all. Wow. So that's, what, that, that's probably the mistake you made. You should have went platinum. Dude, those Hasidics that work in the Diamond District, Damn. man, there's nothing they haven't seen. They probably didn't even phase him, man. It, it, he was talking to me like I was buying gum at a gum store. Like, <laughs> like, it, I was really the ninth person yeah, that did this that, that day, day, right? <laughs> I, got, I got a Diamond District story after him, by the way. So, um, so we did that, and then I swapped the ring out, and then I took the other ring. And the only reason I took it was because the day that we got married... We were taking the. Remember, I told you, sir. We were taking the pictures. She yeah, spent yeah. like thirty thousand dollars on, of the, course, on yeah. the photographer, and she never developed the pictures. Well, that day, I forgot to go to one picture, and she screamed at me in her wedding dress, "I want a divorce!" Yeah, yeah. And that's when I was like, swapping a ring. <laughs> so you swapped the whole thing out. Of course, swapped the whole. But thing she's out. gonna know. You should have just taken she the diamond out for like a year and a half after you were divorced. No, no. Like so, we were married, and then I came so home. So how'd she find out? Well, she went. She was with her mother. <laughs> you, you were still married, and you swapped the diamond. <laughs> Yeah, cuz. Well, why would I do it after <laughs> I was married? After that would make me a cat again. burglar. <laughs> <laughs> it's illegally. That would make me a cat burglar. 
This guy's been all over the world, but he's not too smart, no, is he? No, no. Never, <laughs> never got CIA, that dumb. <laughs> let me tell you, that, CIA people know how to play fucking dumb. You've uh, seen okay. George Clooney. George Clooney plays dumb, but he was fucking. He's Danny Ocean. So how'd you get caught? So her mother, uh, you know, let's go get the ring appraised. And yeah, yeah, you know, she's like Fran Drescher. You know, she's robbing my restaurant blind for three years. So, oh, let's go get it. Da-da. So she goes, and they take it, and I come home, and this was like the moment of truth. I was like. I'm in a lot of trouble now. <laughs> what? She is. <laughs> oh, my God. oh my God. The bartender is a girl. And she's staring at me like I'm the. How, like bad, a, how bad do I look? Pretty bad? Funny though. <laughs> oh, funny though. <laughs> so, so, the, so, Marie, it's the standoff. This is the OK Corral. Yeah. It's on. And she's like, I can't believe we got married with a fake wedding ring. And her. And I was like, I was about to tell her, no, I just swapped it out for safety reasons. Right, I right. have the other one. But she started, you fucking fat piece of shit, motherfucker. <laughs> and every insult, I'm like, not telling you. I'm going to fucking hold this out. And I said, I apologize. I didn't have the money. No ring for you. Wow. So you only got caught with the bad ring, not the swap. Not the illegal stuff. Right. She didn't know about the swap. She, oh, never, she never figured out the swap. She didn't. Fi- she was too. She's. The thing she said to me in 15 seconds, it was an AK-47 of fuck you. I mean, Lee I was, can relate yeah, to that. The lead training guy. <laughs> you got that, Lee. Right? Dude, I got about five buddies who want to get divorced right, right now. Bag. I'm going to tell them that. Make them listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I was, I was totally going to tell her, like, listen, it was for safety reasons. The ring is still there. You know what I mean? Like, it's fine. And I'm like, there is no way. After what she was saying to you after well, The that. shit she said to me curled my skin. I said, you know what? I'm taking the bullet for this. That's a good hit by you. I was good and job. Sh- sixty grand, right? And I and I was just like, and she's like, you fat midget piece of shit. Well, I think they want Marie? to leave. Marie's coming. <laughs> I'm fucking terrified. Grand on a rank. Good lord. Yeah. Well, yeah. she was that kind of girl. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. She liked it. She was like a barracuda. Anything shiny, she'll bite. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, but you know, it was uh, it was unbelievable. And I remember I tell my friends the story, and they're like. And I, I told this old old gangster from, from Brooklyn, I'm telling the story, and he goes, that's why I like you, Cuban. Right. You took the hit. You took the hit, but you kept the ring. Good for you. He goes, you could have blown up the whole thing right there. But yeah, it did cause a lot of animosity oh, for the think? next seven years. Say, a lot of guys are going to say you're a hero, bro, for doing that. <laughs> I, I got a quick story. It's not as good as that. But when I was getting engaged to my wife, I went down to the diamond district with this diamond guy that was uh, hooking me up and also trying to sell some diamonds. Yeah. And we're sitting in a room <laughs> with the Hasidic Jews and they leave the room. And all of a sudden, he has that little tiny envelope filled with uh, yeah. diamonds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to be careful. Those envelopes. Drops it all over the floor. And now this guy, I mean, he had easily. A, it's like a, a million dollars in diamonds on the he ground. He had yeah. easily a couple hundred thousand dollars worth of diamonds. Now all over the fucking floor. And he can't. And and the color of the floor didn't help uh, the situation. It was a light colored floor. Now this guy that I'm trusting to get a ring for my now wife is on all fours trying to find all his fucking diamonds that he, that he uh, dropped all over the floor. <laughs> see, the, see, I think completely opposite. Like when, whenever something like that happens, whenever I see like if if I'm with a guy whose business is diamonds and he drops diamonds on the floor, all of a sudden my I'm getting robbed alarm goes off. Right. Like I don't, I have no no gray area right for shit it i don't understand it shows right confidence but, yeah. it's, but, it, but it shows forced incompetence that's one thing i've learned in life from robbing people my whole life right 
Well, and not robbing people that way. Like being in a restaurant, you're robbing people, right? You make you're selling a three dollar pasta for thirty dollars, and you're selling them an ambiance or something like that. Once I see something, twenty dollars for a vodka soda, exactly. <laughs> but once I see an anomaly, like once I see a Hasidic Jew who literally has diamond blood, right? <laughs> Drops a bunch no, of no, diamonds I, and is fumbling around. I'm like, this is a setup. I'm out of here. No, he I'm was, either going to get accused. What yeah. happened? You got me all worked dude, up. Dude, diamonds sorry, are no, dirty. No, that's it, a dirty business, man. That's a dirty first, business. Oh, it's my favorite. My, my, you ever my, hang out with them? They, my, you ever seen the next one on a plane? That's I'm in first class, cause I, except the two times I flew coach, which I still have a fucking rash. You still haven't gotten over. I haven't, right, Opie? I was so upset. no. Let me just add to that really quickly because you you made a very good point. He wasn't uh, a Hasidic Jew. Uh, he's on all. Well, fours. then you shouldn't even be buying no, diamonds. But he's on all fours <laughs> trying to get the diamonds that he wanted to sell to the Hasidic Jew, right? Oh. And then he had my diamond in that envelope that he was showing me. He found that. I don't, I honestly don't think he found all of them. He did. I think a, a couple of the small ones. Or do you ever see a coke head drop a bag of coke? <laughs> <laughs> like, but going, it's like the carpet. All of a sudden, there's like a part that's a different color because right. that's how clean he picked it clean. Stick like a, a couple monkey. behind his ear and his hair. <laughs> Every grain is picked. Every up grain, yeah, yeah. right? But going back to the trusting issue, fast forward, this guy was very trusting, a really nice guy. He was too nice for that business. He got robbed blind by his employee. Oh, of course you were. Blind. He had, a, he had to shut down his whole operation I, because he couldn't figure out uh, the numbers were all fucked up. And it turned out it was an inside job. I, I inside worked with those guys. Job. I worked with those guys. One of the best hustles ever. People get fucked up when it comes to money, man. I made more money on this than, than in the restaurant business was... Um, I know a lot about watches, right? And more, like, I, not only do I know a lot about watches, I know how to spot fakes really, really quickly, and I, I understand movements and shit like that. So I was part of this little group um, that was ingenious, and what they did was they hooked up with attorneys and divorce attorneys, and when the women would come in to get the retainers, sometimes the, these really, really wealthy men would lock them out of accounts and stuff. Like, really wealthy guys play dirty. Not like me. Like, I, I was, you know, I got kicked out of the house. I'm like, you take everything. I'm done. Look, at our, look I, at our president, man. Come on. Uh, he's, don't worry about him. He's, he travels, too. He's got a plane and everything. <laughs> yeah, I see out at LaGuardia this morning. <laughs> yeah. So, did you travel today? Yeah, I just flew back from Cleveland this morning. Fucking CIA all over. He him. came back to do the show. It was at game three last night. Come on. Oh, that's awesome, man. So, so, um. All of a sudden, this guy comes up to me and says, I got, a, I got an idea. I got, I got a hustle. I said, what's the hustle? He said, well, here. These women come to the divorce attorneys. They're very wealthy. They are left with nothing. So what the first thing they do is raid their husband's closets. And all it is is watches and cufflinks. Carl, can you set up a program where I send you pictures of the watch? You tell me what it's worth. You cut me a check, and I'll put it towards their retainer for divorce. Oh, my God. Brilliant. So, brilliant. That's brilliant. And I made a lot of money because all of a sudden, these wives would show up. And like we're like, and they're like, I'm like, take, like, it's so clinical. I'm like, show me the back of it. Fuck, she engraved it. That's 3000 less. You know what I mean? Like, There's no way around that? Well, yeah. I knew a guy at Rolex who would give me new case backs and shit. <laughs> Cubans, man. You travel, I travel in a different way. So he goes on vacation to Guantanamo Bay. Fucking see, he's always started looking yeah, at me like yeah. an idiot. He's an he's a fed. Being friends with Carl, you hear this a lot. I know a guy. I actually say that a lot. <laughs> I, know a I know a guy. You know, you. I, I mean, you've been in every country. You know everybody, right, Lee? You guys. What's your thoughts on? Uh, I, I don't know the world in general. Uh, being a traveler. I, I can, can I just jump in here? Yeah. <laughs> Nobody cares about that fucking question. <laughs> Where are the hottest chicks? 
the hottest chicks. This is a question I uh, get a lot. Oh, it's, you're gonna uh, get it again. I get some every day about it. It's uh, it's there's two there's two answers to the question. Just fucking Depen- cut to the chase. You know, for you I Cuban guys, for you Cuban guys, Colombia, Venezuela. You know, and then uh, for everyone else, it would Venezuela's kind of out of business. It would yeah. be kind of like uh, isn't there two categories? So uh, uh, why do white people make this so complicated? No, where it, are the hot girls? Yeah, but I would go uh, the stand, with, the, the, with stand, the white ones. The stand countries like Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan, Tajikistan, Uzbekistan. You knew it. I knew it. Because you get a you get a mix of like you know Russians and Asians. Asian, and yes. it's just like this beautiful yes. mix of people. To my Delta rep, Russia. Run up those fucking miles. It's like Dushanbe Tajikistan. Stat. I, I'm gonna be eating fucking kebabs for a month. Dude, I'm going there after the World Cup, man. You gotta come. Yeah, he's going oh. to the World Cup. Of course you are, bro. I mean, you know, they need security. The Philippine girls. You like Filipino girls? He likes the Asians. You like to feel big, yeah. huh? I, <laughs> yeah, Mike. Yeah, the you way like, to make yourself bigger is get smaller. Lean I went up. No, obviously. I'm an embarrassment. Lean I went to the FAN. He's like, yeah, I was in a, I was in Asia for a month. I'm like, amazing girls. He's like, yeah. I'm, but the Asian girls for me, that's it. I did like three weeks in Asia. Where, where, were, you, where were you in Asia? What uh, part of New Jersey? <laughs> I was on Mountain Canal <laughs> Bayonne right. he, he went to the nail place To get his manicure Exactly <laughs> Mike's like Fucking Asia's Kicking ass bro He took a subway To China <laughs> Waxed my back And got the fuck out of it. It's called Chi Jong Tui Na $45 an hour Yeah the stands Right so Alright so Let's trim it down And then Opie can ask you That emotional fucking Question What Where uh what stan if you have to break it down i i don't have the miles you have cuz i mean things the, are light for me right now my wife really took it to the cleaners i mean i was last there 10 years ago but i remember uh Kyrgyzstan, like uh, the capital city's bishkek uh it, that was unbelievable honestly it was just I'll see you there i'll see you there stunners walking down Let's the street go. everywhere you, you podcast from bishkek Bushistan. i'll tell you now i'll say now if you come with me i'll pay my issue is no one wants to go with me these places i travel 99% alone if you come i'll pay for the flight bro i'm a 1000% divorced i can go anywhere right now i might be in the cia next dude week. july 1 to 5 come meet me man where are you go you going Ast- to astana kazakhstan almaty kazakhstan dushanbe tajikistan lee i'm in wow <laughs> now just with so more than fifteen hundred for the flight for uh, everything. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, we, we no, this we is can, going south quick. No, we can maneuver that. We can do a London. No, we can maneuver that. Definitely I fly first class, kid. Come on. <laughs> oh, my question's stupid now. Right, what's your question now? Yeah. Where are the so cutest tell puppies? Me about your feelings. <laughs> <laughs> oh. See, no, I. It's, I asked Anthony Bourdain this, who travels a lot. Do you have hope for uh, humans uh, with all the traveling you do? Oh, my and, God. You know, here's the, here's the thing, man. <laughs> it's not a bad question. Hope for humans. What is the, what the fuck kind of question? Who cares about humans? Well, they don't care about you. Opie asking this question. No, it's Opie, what happened to we're you, We're in a world that could blow up any fucking single it, day. In all Why do you mean it could blow up? From what? From, from, from winning? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In, in all seriousness, the, oh, the shit, damage that's going on right now with our standing in the world, with the way people view our country, there's going to be reverberations for two generations. You really I, believe I, that? I, I really do. And uh, and 
Why, you I, don't think I, we could get I'm it in, back I'm together the, quickly? And well, I'm what's in, wrong I'm with it right now? And I'm totally in the middle. I'm not Democrat, Republican. I'm not liberal. I just don't like the, the antics and the shenanigans that go on every day. It's like it infests your life. You can't escape it everywhere you look. Everyone talks about it. I mean, we're talking about it right now. You can't go two hours without hearing it, seeing it, talking about it, thinking about it because it's everywhere. And yeah. it's, Except, it's, like, it's like that in other countries, too. I got too. you. you know, I want to talk about pizza and chicks. <laughs> but it's like that in other countries, too. And, you know, with... Within 10 minutes, not even like a minute of meeting you, the first question, the first question is always about him. And Ooh, it's Trumpy? Just, yeah. Trump and And it's just so <laughs> annoying to think about it and hear about it constantly. And like, I don't agree with a lot of what he does. And, and more than that, I don't agree with the way he does it, it which is to right. me is the most egregious thing. But I mean, I also he won. I accept it. I was ready to embrace him because I'm like that. You know, this this Trump stuff is never going to stop for a long time. I, and I'm telling you, he's going to win a second term. Oh, so easily. We got we got another six and a half years of this. Crap. I, I got to tell you something. You, know, you and, really and think he's going to win a second who's term? Gonna, who's going to beat him? Here's here's well, one that's thing. the problem with the Democrats. Uh, it was a wide have, open field, and they, they can't have, figure out a they candidate have nobody, to take on. They have uh, nobody, Trump. and they have no message, and their only message is anti-Trump, and that's not enough. You're not yeah. wrong, man. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm not a fan of uh, Trump, and I certainly wasn't a fan of Hillary. And so, you no, I wasn't. Hillary. I wasn't. Either. Huh? You liked Hillary. I you guys dressed God, the same. I did not like. <laughs> <laughs> when you're riding your little city bike, I mean, I'll, the, I'll the, tell you who I wanted. I wanted John Kasich, or or Biden. I like both those. Biden was good. Biden would have beat Trump easily. But Kasich, I didn't mind. I didn't agree with everything. But no, I didn't mind Kasich. But I either. thought he was a better. Uh, but at least, at least he was tolerable and he was respectful. You know what I mean? And, and, and Biden, the problem with him is if he runs again, I mean, you got like two seventy-five-year-old white guys like right. running against each other. So I mean, how's that going to play? As a Cuban guy, I love white people, man. I mean, they keep things under control. You know what I mean? They're, 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 I, I don't have that whole white so thing. As the Cuban guy, what'd you think of uh, Trump closing off Cuba again, or trying to? He didn't good, actually close it off. Good for him, and I'll tell you why. Why? What coming coming from from a third world? Coming from my both my parents were, were you from actually the, born in Cuba or you're American? No, I was born here, but I didn't know I was here. I sounded like Scarface till I was like fourteen. Tony <laughs> Montana. They're like, what color is that? I'm like, yellow. <laughs> <laughs> Like I'm hitting on girls. Like, let me see your titty. I'm like, Carl, it's first communion. Can you do that? <laughs> Can you do that tongue thing like Stephen Bauer? I had a full blown beard just like this and a fake ID at seven. Jesus. I had nine birth certificates. I was born in all the months. So, so um, one thing that I that I look at is the irony of like people say like, oh, Trump is vulgar and this and that. But the thing is, is I was able to hear stories about the United States being vulgar for real. When, when the United States, no matter who the president is, they come to other countries and they fuck shit up. And it has nothing to do with you being a Democrat or a Republican or whatever. There's a whole group of the American government that goes to other countries and starts rebellions and kills, assassinates people and fucking takes over your industry and does everything to protect the way of life so that you can go and get strawberries and fucking... January. Here's the thing, man. I, I think and, you know what I mean. Like, like here, we it's awesome that we can be like, oh fuck Trump, but there's a whole show behind this guy, and yeah. I'm not a fan of Trump or a fan of him. I'm too poor to care about those people. But what? There's a whole train of fucking crazy motherfuckers that do crazy shit in countries you wouldn't even imagine. I mean, remember, I lost my family lost twelve guys in the Bay of Pigs in Cuba, where the CIA, your your bad brethren, <laughs> they were in there. <laughs> You know what I mean? And they were doing their thing. And that's what I'm saying. Like, listen, I just think the federal government's a Broadway show to keep us all fucking, you know, like, oh, wow, fucking Trump is a monster. Meanwhile, 
Here's the that thing. government is a ama- okay, bro. Go, Lee. Jesus. The, <laughs> the U.S. is the height of hypocrisy in, right. a, in a lot of things, and I totally agree with that. And I'm not saying, you know, I, I don't think we're innocent in lots of things, and we use our we're not. Influence. We can't be. We have of to be not. that way. You don't to have this lifestyle. If you like New York City. You have to have guys like Lee out there but killing people in the Libya. Prob- the problem is shit. you do that, you know, covertly like my people, you know, we right. do things covertly, you know, but uh, you, you, you have to have a it's president, to you the have surface. to have I a understand. president who doesn't embarrass you in, on the world stage and piss off every single ally. And, I, and I'll tell you this and we can move on. Yeah. What he's doing with the, uh, the trade war and the tariffs thing, I think that's the thing that could cost him because... He's got to win, you know, Pennsylvania and Ohio and these Rust Belt and Bible Belt states. And they're going to be the ones who are most affected because they're not going to be able to as uh, cost effectively transport to Canada and Mexico and all these other places. So inadvertently, he's going to end up hurting the people that he claims he's helping. But at the same time. Are they going to be smart enough to realize it, or do they care because all they care about is Republican, Democrat, and guns? Well, the thing with trade—I mean, the thing with trade—I'm very close to trade because of food and restaurants and stuff. I know how that affects things, right? Importing food and back and forth. The thing is, is actually he hasn't really said anything about he has the the amount of tariffs he's imposed as opposed to what he's threatened are completely different. If there's one thing I know about about politicians and not Trump, at the end of the day, bro. They all play ball. They all play ball. And at the end of the day, all of us, us sitting here, us poor suckers, just keep being suckers. The pro- I mean, just- I, I'm glad you said that because in the end, we're just idiots. And yeah, we are like, suckers. The problem is because what going- we do is spend our days just like that. <laughs> but they this. keep us well, busy with this I shit. Like That's Trump. why all they care yeah. about is what stand to go to to meet hot chicks like this bartender. Right? <laughs> like, but if she, I, she'll never date me in this country. But in another country, I'll be attractive to her. Right. So <laughs> <laughs> she's still saying no. <laughs> she's still, she's still no. saying. I no. took a shot. I took a shot. <laughs> I can't take a shot. <laughs> Even yeah. in Libya, no. <laughs> like in not Libya, no, no. yeah. There's just so but you much. make a good point. We're yelling and screaming at each other on Facebook and Twitter right. about Trump and this and that. We're the suckers as yes. they continue fucking. Uh, and they the machine just keeps whatever. rolling on. And the there's, machine there's just, just keeps... so much noise. There's just so much noise. And in the end, I just yeah. sort of disengaged. There's just nothing I can do about yeah. it, and I'm gonna stop stressing out about it. And that's what I've done. I, I, it's smart, and it's, and it's the smartest thing. And I think that your life reflects that. Like you live your life, right? You're most like, people just can't have an intelligent conversation with. It. That's the other problem. It's yeah. like people go fucking crazy. About yeah. politics. It's don't like, don't you I don't believe the answer somewhere in the middle for real? 100% it's in the middle. Well, well, of course it's in the middle. Uh, it seems well, obvious to me, but it doesn't seem obvious to this country. People will fight for their fucking guy to the end. It, it's, it's, it wasn't it's like an, this. It, was, it wasn't it's like this. It's been like this for 40 it, years, brother. Guys, it's, it's been, been like, like, for a long time now. I've been alive for a long time. The middle, the problem with the middle is America's not in the middle. The way that we live is not in the middle. The but biggest problem is we the do. We're no, fucking straight no, up got, pillars. You got half the, the pe- country that wants the other half to uh, to live that way. Listen, it's never but gonna both happen. halves lived exactly the same way. Yeah, it's never going to happen. So listen, like I got, live, I live in Chatham. Well, I did before they took everything from me. My life exploded. But, <laughs> awkward. But but when I lived in Chatham, you know the democ. Like I remember, I was my neighbor puts this sign on her on her lawn, and. It said, hate has no home here. Ugh, God. And it had, like, <laughs> in different languages. Tell like me, you, you, you know, all the eggs stuff. Out right? <laughs> so this is, this is a, a you know, fifth generation. Like, she looked like she came on a fucking Mayflower, right? So I'm sitting there, and I read the sign. I'm like, oh, are you fucking kidding me? You know what I mean? They came maybe four days after she put the sign. It's a black kid walking down the street. There's no black people in Chatham. There's one black cop and 
he works nights. (laughs) 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 So, um, (laughs) so I am literally the only minority there. And I get a phone call from her. Do you know what's going on outside? I said, what's going on? She goes, did you see the gentleman that's outside just walking back and forth? I go, no, let me go check. So me, being a minority, I'm like, who, that black kid? Yeah. She's like, yeah. She's like, do you know him? I'm like, no, tell him to come over. Hey, he has no home over there, right? (laughs) And I hang up the phone. Perfect. Two minutes later, she called the cops on the kid. The kid was from Madison trying to find an address to... It's a teenage kid. Right. You know what I mean? He's just going to his So this house. is someone that she has a hate, has no home. Right. Me, I go outside. I'm like, that's a black kid with like nice sneakers. He ain't stealing nothing. He's right. fine. You can figure it out he quickly. At, I don't, I'm, I'm Cuban. I don't see color. I see like, I mean, are you, are you a criminal or are you not a criminal? In, right. You know in, I mean? in America, if you break it into thirds, right, you got one third, like the lower class or whatever. Those are the people that vote. You got the upper class. Those are the people who control everything and are the beneficiaries of everything the lower class votes yeah, for. Keep them poor. And then you got the people in the middle who often don't vote generally don't give a shit and don't see a difference either way. Right. Well, because you basically... Because both, both parties gave Wait up on... We're, we're boys, but, but we're going to hang out in Both parties stand. gave up on, on the middle a long time ago. Because the middle, doesn't move, the middle doesn't move, man. Right. So... Well, this was awesome, Lee. That was Thanks, awesome. Man. For Welcome real, yeah. Man. Crossfire with Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> the McLaughlin group. <laughs> and with, Libya was the, the craziest country you went to? Well, the worst? Was, I mean, it was, I've never been shot at before, so I mean, It was yeah, the worst I mean, experience? Uh, actually, I mean, in hindsight, it was one of the best experiences. Probably the worst was uh, getting shaken down consistently in Nigeria and ended up having to leave the country early. I mean, you might have heard there's some scams that come out of that country. You think? <laughs> and uh, That's where that prince is that's yeah. trying to get all his money changed. So, <laughs> you, you have a relative there too. <laughs> <laughs> so let, let me just say this: How I'm many, time, the cops how on your many, dog how many times dog in your park. life have you gone to an ATM and gotten the wrong amount of money? Like never, right? Zero. Never, never happened. No. So me and my friend were there for two days, three times in two days. We each go to the ATM. Three times in two days, we get the wrong amount of money at the ATM. And, and let's say I was asking for in a good way or a bad way. No, let's it's say always I was asking, a bad way. Let's say I was asking for a hundred dollars, right? It wasn't like I got ninety nine dollars. I got like six. Okay. <laughs> so I love Nigeria. So, the balls so, on Nigeria. So I thought I, I, I spit out like a couple the balls on them. I mean, they could have. That's they, fucking they could brass have, balls. They could have a nice scam. Maybe give you a ninety <laughs> so or ninety five, and you're gonna be like, "Fuck it," you know, you'd be pissed but walk away. Oh, fuck in. you were all in. <laughs> so, so it's it's me and my other friend who's like a big, uh, tall, white person. Yeah, we, sniper. You know, and we go to those banks that they, and they have uh, uh, cameras, right? And it's the ones that advertise on CNN, right? Like CNN International, like Zenith Bank or Intercontinental Bank, right? So we're like, oh, this is safe. We'll go there and we'll use the ATM. So it happens. You go in and then you complain that you got the wrong amount of money. Yeah. And uh, you can just imagine how that went for us. Do they just laugh at you? They just laugh at you and tell you the cameras are broken, tell you you didn't do it, you're lying. And, uh, and then they threaten you to lie. The, they threaten to call the police on you, and you're like, "What are you gonna do? Argue with the Nigerian cops?" Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that's when you uh, need Black Panther to come and, and straighten I, that shit out. And then one other thing: three times in two days, I can't I can't make it up. Cops on the street just came up to us for no reason whatsoever and demanded to see our passports. All our papers are in order. I got the visa. Trust me, I'm good with numbers. And uh, you know, they demand money, or they're gonna throw us in jail. What are you gonna do? Argue with a Nigerian cop and nope. risk going to Nigerian no. jail? I mean, you know what I do? Were you ever arrested at, uh, in your travels? Never, but I've been threatened a bunch of times if I didn't give money. But I've never been arrested now. But I don't do stupid shit. Right. 
Man, that's uh, God. We're just touching the surface, Lee. You you were a great guest. How today, many man. in 192 Thanks, countries? How many chicks have you hooked up with? <laughs> I don't do that type of thing. Fucking boo! <laughs> so you traveled for no reason? No. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's like, let it go, let it go. I, I know that wink in your he eye. Got, he's a crusher. I love that Lee winked and Carl's like, no, I got the wink. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I got that secret wink, bro. I got it. <laughs> Same team, bro. Same team, bro. You got the calculator. Team out? crush. <laughs> team crush. Stay out of Nigeria. <laughs> Lee, this was awesome. Lee Abamante. Dude, uh, you're the man. Thank cool you. Cool dude, yeah, man. Guys, really so, cool dude. So what do you want to promote? Your Twitter, your Instagram? Where yeah, just follow me. Uh, I got everything's my name. So it's Lee Abamante. It's A-B-B-A-M-O-N-T-E. Lee Abamante. Com, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and uh, say hi. Love yeah. to hear from you. Uh, and honestly, come on back and see oh, us. Definitely. Anytime, brother. I have a feeling you got way more stories than we even. Uh, we should do a travel segment. Yeah. Travel segments with Lee. And of course, Carl Wes, uh, Sabor Chef on Instagram. What else? Yeah. You got, My Instagram's Carl? not a lot of travel, but I got a lot of cool, sweet pictures of pizza and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sabor Chef. Where's your favorite pizza place in the city? Uh, in New York City. Yeah, uh, I bucked the trend. I like Lombardi's. Lombardi's good. I like Lombardi's, and, and I don't like their regular pizza. I like their clam pie. I'm a big fan of clam pies. So I, I grew up in Connecticut, and I was a place Peppies, Peppies and their Peppies white clam is pie the best. is unbelievable. It's a, Peppies is probably the single-handedly, the clam pie at Peppies is probably the best thing in America. I'm actually going there tomorrow, the yeah. one in Yonkers. I'm going tomorrow. Wait, wait, Peppies, wait, 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 wait. Peppies is the best pizza in America. It's pizza without red sauce? Yes. Correct. Ah. God, the, the, the pizza with the red sauce is awesome too, but ah. the white clam was voted the best pie in America. It's the best. I, I'm with it 100. percent There's nothing. There's nothing even close to it. Lombardi's is is a sad second. Really? What about John's in the West Village? I love John's, man. Yeah, that John's sausage cool. pie they have there. Yeah, John's sausage is, is good. It's a little soft in the middle sometimes. If you go there, it's too busy. Uh, That's my problem. They they, they don't know uh, how to handle. I think the my favorite is the place across the street. Actually, Keste, the uh, the pizza del Rey. It's like um, truffle and uh, mm. shoot. Oh man, it's yeah. fucking. All right, right on. Now we're talking about pizza. We should get out of here. Uh, opiradio.com get a t-shirt the uh, beyond reproach and the creepy cabin t-shirts doing very well carl i've very seen a well. fucking dollar for uh, I'm, I'm you know i'll get i'll get you some cash this is why people are always upset at you <laughs> <laughs> no, no it's upsetting. i know i just made that on a good run <laughs> i made that up i'm on a great run why I'm just fucking ruin balls. it i'm having fun man. all right cool and uh thanks to mike and thanks to the, the Thank crew you, here at uh, jack dempsey's where are we again uh, 36 up. west 33rd street right near the uh empire state building so you go fucking go up to the top of the building, I guess, and then come here and have a drink, right? Is that how we're going to promote that? Or get a drink and then go to the top of the building. How no about that shit, one, yeah. We're going to shut down the podcast oh, now. Now he comes with the fucking shock. With the Orlando shock jock voice. <laughs> okay, traffic on the 295. We're going to shut down the podcast right now. Joey, take it away. <laughs> that was pretty fucking good, dude. <laughs> Professionally. Oh, what a fucking shit show. Gotta love that Abamante. Lee Abamante. You just keep telling your story about being a citizen of the earth, a world traveler, and we'll all sleep better knowing you're out there pretending to be a self-made globetrotter, but secretly living the life of a spy, keeping America safe, and crushing that octopusy. Hey, leave us a five-star review and share this episode with your friends on social media. Like Opie said, grab a hat or a t-shirt at opiradio.com and make your friends wonder, what the fuck is Carl's Creepy Cabin all about? Just tell them something you're missing out on at Opie Radio. The Westwood One Podcast Network. The Jim Ross Report. The heartbeat of pro wrestling lies in two things. Talent 
and television. Don't ever forget it. Don't ever let anybody convince you or try to convince you otherwise. It's all about talent and television. If you got them in place, you got a shot at being very successful. The Jim Ross Report. Download and subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and the Westwood One Podcast app. Free, Free. from the Westwood One Podcast Network.